The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
now facing the microphone. Listen to the bass on that. Listen to the noise. I, I, I honestly, I cannot for the life of me work out why they're not the biggest band in the world. This is how slick we are. I'm going to phone our guest up now while we're doing this. He may not have even heard what was just going on. We're going to phone up um, a guy called Mark, who has put together a fantastic, fantastic book um, about XTC. Let's let's get him on. Let's get him on. He may be drunk. Hello, Mark speaking. Hello, Mark speaking. This is Ian Lee speaking. Hello, You're Ian. Live. I thought it would be you. How it, are you? It, I, it, I am very, very well, man. How are you doing? Very good. Very good, yes. I um, am... Um, uh, we just played Optimism's Flame... Oh, very good. ...by the mighty XTC from one of the greatest albums of all time, um, Black Sea. And yes. I, I love, I love, 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 love XTC. Let us talk... I, I wonder, well, let's, let's get the adverts in at the beginning... And then at the end we'll get the adverts in again. So we're gonna we're gonna sell you. I, I guarantee, <laughs> Mark, we are gonna sell at least seven copies of this tonight on Very the good. air. So the book is the XTC Bumper Book of Fun for Boys and Girls. It's stunning. It looks beautiful. Um, t- t- tell us exactly what it is. Well, it's an anthology. In simple terms, it's an anthology of the fanzine, which is called Limelight, which I made between the years 1982 and 1992, when I was but a lad. I mean, literally, I started it when I was at school. And um, in addition to that, so as well as those those which themselves take up about 200 pages, it is a... uh, There are new new interviews with... uh, I'm particularly excited, because it's it's all the band members, Dave Gregory, uh, Colin Moulding, and... uh, Andy Partridge, but also Terry Chambers, who's been out of the country for wow. 35 years. So yes. that's a bit of an exclusive. Um, and also other articles such as um, all the comedians I discovered, such as Phil Jupiter's... The um, marvellous Kevin Eldon is in Kevin there. Eldon we all love Stuart Kevin Lee, Eldon. Yeah, beautiful. Partner, yeah, Joanna Neary, um, who are all XDC fans and all talk lucidly and fascinatingly and beautifully about their music. Um, it, let, 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 how can people buy it? And we'll say this again at the end. So people, where, where, where do people get it from? The, the way that suits me best is um, www.xtclimelight.com xtclimelight.com so that is my advert xtclimelight.com brilliant send me a tweet with that after and I'll, twi- I'll retweet that as well I'll definitely um, do that tell me now here's the thing that I'm really because I've, I've got it and I, I bought one and I got sent one as well this is the crazy life I live in I've now got two copies of it um, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to give one away as a prize but part of me thinks I should keep it just in case yeah um, keep it for special <laughs> keep, keep it, it for, for Sunday special, exactly <laughs> um, uh, th- th- tell me about putting a fanzine together when when did you start this then about 83 82 and and it was that it was that era when you it's a sort of cliche to say it but you were either in a band that sort of new wave post-punk sort of era when you you were either in a band or you set up a fanzine and me and my friend paul badger we we liked the idea of setting up a fanzine and that was our first question our our first question wasn't xdc our first question was hey let's make a fanzine it was only (laughs) question number two (laughs) when we said oh well who who should we make it about and um uh, in nine, I guess we'd been thinking about it for for a year or so. Um, 1979 was when I got drums and wires, and I and uh, I, I'd been reading about this amazing band, and I hadn't really heard very much of them. Yeah. Heard making plans for Nigel and 
uh, one or two others, and um, and then bought the back catalogue, having got that one for Christmas, and then and then we just uh, then very naively we tried to get in touch with the band, but I can tell you how naive we were, Go on. because we had no idea about how you know we were we were sixteen or something, we had no idea about how you go about it. So we yeah. went to we we uh, came from the Wirral, and we went to Liverpool City Library, a central library, and went to the phone books oh, and went through and tried to find every A partridge C moulding teacher that we could find in the book and wrote to them hoping that one of them might be the right ones and of course none of them were the right ones no. but but one of them um, I think it was the D. Gregory um, happened to know the real Andy Partridge's mum, and the letter was passed over in the house. <laughs> oh! <hand-wrapping. laughs> that is a brilliant story! <laughs> they are a band that wrote a song called Small Town, and you can yeah. see why. <laughs> I, do, do, do you know what you've reminded me? Well, well, a little bit later than that, but not much. I would say 15, 16, about 1988, when I was about 15, I was really into um, uh, a tiny indie band called The Man from Del Monte. Yeah, right. And um, uh, they, on one of their singles, they had, uh, for more information, call this number. And it was someone's, like, home phone number. Yeah. And I, I remember phoning it up and um, working out that it was the uh, boyfriend, I think, of, of the bass player. <laughs> and then I did the same thing. I have directory inquiries. Manchester, because that's where they were from. Uh, can you find a Michael West? And, and, and trying to find them like that. Oh, that's incredible. Who were the other bands on the list that potentially mean we wouldn't have been having this conversation if you'd chosen them? Oh, you know, that's a really interesting question, and and I think we just struck... Lucky, I mean, the, the, yeah. the, it was that era where you, I was my musical taste was forming, I'd, uh, my dad had got a couple of Beatles LPs, I was quite into the Beatles, and and, and, and it was very kind of polarised at school, so you were either into heavy metal or prog rock, yeah. or you were into the sort of I don't know, punky new wave stuff, and it was. And I didn't even know where to hear the music that that I knew was out there somewhere, and yeah. I just was very, very fortunate to, to strike on XTC right at the first time. And I, I'm telling you, it's right, right for uh, lucky for two reasons. One is a the music was fantastic, but also just in journalistic terms, you know, in terms of making a fanzine, XTC were always doing something interesting, and yeah. of course Andy Partridge in particular, but the others as well always talked so articulately and interestingly, and so you could have. Uh, you know the Dukes of Stratosphere, their alter egos. That you could have the collaborations they were doing with with other musicians. Dave Gregory playing on Peter Gabriel Three. Uh, uh, you know all sorts of other influences coming in. So from although this was an expression of what the fans were thinking and so on, which is what the whole fanzine thing was about, there was always good fresh new material to to to, to get your teeth into. So it was very very fortunate that that was the band that we chose. How did you practically go about doing it? Because again, I and mean, we've got to say it to these entitled millennials, 1982-83, of course no internet no, nothing like that you, so how did you get the information and how did you physically you know produce a product it, it, it was a very good question because now of course you can just set up a facebook page yeah. and, a, and a twitter account all the rest of it and so instantly you can get uh, people talking to each other then everything was you know even the business of selling a thing you know you had to write send off a letter with an international reply coupon trying to get some information and then he'd send it out and then it'd come back with a postal order. And, you know, it took a long, long time just to yeah. physically sell a copy and lots of letter writing in between. Um, we found um, there was a, 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 a number of fanzines in Liverpool. We found, we found one of them. We wrote to the editor and said, oh, can you help us? We've got this idea. And he said, oh, well, if you go to these typesetters the, uh, and if you go to these, which was just like a secretarial office, and we just sort of went through the articles we'd written and said, oh, you know, we had a sheet of different types 
good faces and and the, yeah. the design in 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 those days was just in hardly any pictures or illustrations it was all like oh we'll do that one in garamond and we'll do that one in in helvetica and we'll do that one in time, <laughs> times roman and it. which is part of the joy of looking back at these things because they do i mean this even if you don't like xdc i think the xdc bumper book of fun is just a beautiful thing to look at yeah. because it's so kind of of its time and then we found a, 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 a printer and we had to lay it all out with you as cow gum and letterset and everything very, very manual. And, um, and you were 16? I was 16. That's yes. a, it's crazy I, to think about it. That's, <laughs> a, I mean, that's a lot. Of, I, I remember being obsessed, you know, kind of my, my peak obsession about music, I guess, kind of started about 14 and, and, and was through my late teens. And I, and I remember being that obsessed about something that, that, and wanting to be involved. But to go to the effort of, of of actually, you know, creating something that stands on its own. That's that's a big leap. Yeah, yeah. And one, one thing led to another because the band was sort of, it was right for the band because they needed, they'd sort of made some a bit of an attempt to have a, a, a fan club and I don't know how far that had gotten. So they suddenly saw oh, you know, there was these two kids who were ready to sort of support them in any way they could. And uh, so they, you know, they footed the bill for the first, I think probably the first three um, editions. After which, you know, there was enough money in the system for us to sort of keep on paying for the next print bill on the basis of of, of the money that we got in. Whatever it was, a pound a time for each each one that we were selling. Uh, How long did it go on for? And at its peak, how many of these were you shipping out? Um, it was it was like 500 copies an issue. I think actually the, the fir- very first issue was a thousand copies. And of course, this was just at the point when the band stopped touring. And 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 the yeah. point when we started, we were I was imagining, oh, you know, imagine going on the road with them and selling thousands of copies every performance. And then <laughs> that, of course, wasn't and it wasn't to be. So it'd be 500 um, copies of each one, and it lasted. 10 years, 1982 to 1992, um, and pretty much it became an annual. And, and in fact, uh, there was, there's one fantastic issue uh, which um, Andy Partridge himself designed the front cover of, and it's a hilarious cartoon of a, a bit like a sort of comic, comic book, uh, like a children's comic, with um, the, the, th- the three band members uh, in a snowy landscape going down a, on, a, on a slide. <laughs> and, and his idea was that um, because the magazine, this magazine had just become a sort of annual thing, that it was like the... Uh, the, yep. the the annual edition the that you get. annual yeah the the yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. the dandy yeah 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 um okay so it ended in 92 and 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 then what i'm assuming you just got on with your life with my life i got married and had children all the rest of it and actually talking of children what the, this is how things come round um, my daughter worked um or has worked for the past um few summers in the stand comedy club here in in edinburgh where okay. i live now yeah and she one night last year was um, in 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 the club after hours and um, muscled in on a conversation between Joe Neary, the comedian, and Stuart Lee, famous comedian. Yeah. And heard them talking about XDC, <laughs> and she said, "Oh, my dad used to make the <laughs> XDC fanzine." And they said, "Oh, that's fasc- fascinating." Uh, you know, they were fascinated to know about it. Yeah. In fact, Joe Neary, in her set last year, actually had a pastiche XDC song in her set, which oh. was the most bizarre thing. Gosh, I've that's neat. That- <laughs> Niche. It was called Human Farm. I was looking around, looking at the, the rest of the audience, thinking, "Surely I'm the only person who gets this joke." <laughs> um, so um, what? So that, so that did that kind of then get you thinking, or maybe there's I should go through the attic and dig through all of this? Well, yeah, because because they wanted to see these these old copies, and I, I literally have one copy of of the originals left because I'd sold you know 499 of the others, and uh, I said, "Well, I can show you them, but I can't, I can't, you know, I can't give them to you." And and my daughter said, "Oh, well, I could scan them," and then that made me think, "Well, if somebody's scanning." them yeah. then maybe more people than just two comedians could see them 
and one thing led to another and I thought well if I'm you know if it's if it's coming back you know if, if, uh, maybe should I do it as an e-book and then I thought no people actually want something tan- tangible yeah and then you know maybe you could have extra stuff in it and from that I also talking to Joan Neary in particular I realized that not only her but also Phil Jupiter's and Kevin Eldon all these people were you know were sort of massive XDC fans so so in fact one of my favourite articles in the whole book is, is the comedians talking about yeah. FCC. Um, I, um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, I had uh, spent a couple of hours in the company of uh, a gentleman called Johnny Rogan, and he's a, he's a rock biographer, and he's written... Um, He's got two massive books out about the birds. They're 1,200 pages each. The guy mm-hmm. really, really goes to town on these books. And um, he was uh, telling me that he refuses to allow his books to be available as e-books. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he said, he, said I, he's, he had a big argument with his publisher on a, a biography he wrote about Van Morrison, um, where he refused to sign the contract un- until they took the whole digital e-books out. And he said, I, you know, maybe I'm old-fashioned, maybe I'm out of date, but I, I consider these to be proper, uh, you know, uh, uh, book, the only way you could... Uh, and he also refused to have them in paperback as well. He, and he said, he said, because the books are so thick, 1,200 pages, to have that in paperback, that it would just fall apart. It needs to be a big fat book and, mm. I, and this is what i love about this is it is it's i mean it's not it's not quite uh, the uh, weighty tome of 1200 pages but it's 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 you know it's it's a big thing and you can hold it and you can pick it up and you can open a page and go oh right here we go we've got some uh, some letters you know it's just a delicious thing to dive in and out of thank you for saying that and what i really like is because i've obviously been concentrating on all the new material all the interviews and uh, you know i tracked down um the doctor out of doctor of the medics to talk about his experience being produced by andy partridge yeah. and we've got belinda blanchard who was in the video for dear god there's all sorts of other articles in there oh is that um, is that the the little kid and uh, no, she was she was the, she was a mother in the. Oh video. right, okay, yeah, right, yeah. And I've not got um, that she and so so I've, obviously because all the new stuff that's what I've been concentrating and focusing on, and that was the sort of stuff that had to be newly designed and so on. And I haven't really been thinking about the old stuff, but of course the, it comes back from the printers, and you know the old stuff is is, is all there, and and it's the yeah. in the way the substance of it and the the new stuff is the icing on the cake, and it's that richness of of, of someone was just saying to me today, in fact, um, that um, un, quite an unusual. Combination of the black and white old stuff and the colourful yeah. new stuff, and and it and it does give you a good opportunity to dip in and out. Oh, of I it. love it! I love it! I love those. You know, I'm just opening the page now, and there's a, there's quite a badly photocopied picture of of, of Colin Molden, but I love that. <laughs> I love that that thing. I, I'm I mean I, I I'm a huge monkeys obsessive, so I'm I'm oh, constantly yeah. trying to track down. There's this this fanzine that ran in the states from about 1976 to about 2000 called Monkey Business Fanzine, and I'm trying to track down as many copies of that, and it's great because. My plan is to have all of them. And that's going to take the rest of my life. But what a delicious thing to be chasing on eBay or in, in you know, record fairs and stuff like that. Yeah. When you um, decided to knock it on the head, was that a tough decision? I don't remember it being... being I, I think I was starting to get weighed down by... You know, just the administration of it, all these letters coming in, and you couldn't even get around to doing the fanzine because there was all this kind of stuff that had to be to, to go on. So I, um, I, it didn't seem to be too traumatic for me at the time, but the, but I might be whitewashing history with it. Yeah. It, it is a long time ago. So, so 
um, in a way it felt like it's run its course and then naturally a few years later the internet started taking over there was a fantastic um, uh, even before um, Facebook there was a, a great mailing list called Chore Kills mm. you, can now, you can now there's a group the, the, the same guy John Ralph still does the um, Chore Kills Facebook group but uh, the, 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 it just seemed the immediacy of the internet um, it, it just worked oh it's for, killed for it's killed it's killed fanzines and yeah. it's, it's such a shame because I I miss I miss having to get a postal order. Dear God, a mm. postal order and sending it off. And, you know, every four times a year, some, some of them were six times a year, just getting that brown envelope through the post and thinking, oh, oh, oh <laughs> I've got, so, you know, and it was, it was whether, I mean, for me again, it was, it was the monkeys and a, 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 there was a Bruce, Bruce Lee thing and a Beach Boys, a Beach Boys stomp. And, uh, it was just, it was my little thing, and it was, it was adorable, and I love these so much. Um, how's, um, Partridge is, is backing you with this, isn't he? Oh, I know he is. I spoke to him on the phone today, and he, I, I said he, you were coming on the show, and he, he's, he's a big fan of yours. Yeah, he, he, he mentioned to me that he'd, he'd spoken to you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been very supportive, and I think actually because of coming back to, uh, to, to what you were saying, that it, it, it was two ways. It wasn't just the um, benefit that, um, I, I, you know, I had in producing it. It was also for the band, because the thing about the pre-internet era, if you're, unless you're going to be in the pages of NME every week, how do you communicate to your fans? And this, we were the sort of uh, official mouthpiece of the band and it was their way to get out to to fans and somebody got in touch with me recently and said oh yeah i used to i was in you know small town usa somewhere and you know everybody was this sort of, sort of redneck kind of <laughs> uh, town and, and i felt like i was the only one who was interested in anything uh, sensitive or interesting mm. and, and you know and this fanzine was the thing that they were waiting for and you know pretty much said that i saved his life you know for, for the fanzine wow. coming through once a year and well, it I can meant dig a lot yeah. to people because otherwise how how would you know what was going on um i don't the xtc for me are the greatest mystery as to why they're not the biggest band in the world because i i put on um mama or or english settlement or oranges and orange i put on oranges and lemon right which are lemons which is is i i would say and we could argue it is, is perhaps their most pop album and i hear the beat i hear i hear a band that is is better than the beatles and the beach boys combined right and i just i don't get and i, I you know i know that, that, that they're not touring possibly helped and i know that some members of the band can be a little bit prickly and that you know but but i'm i, I listen to their records and it's it's they're the they're the most innovative pop band of all time makes no sense is that there was an, an an xtc fan convention last weekend in in swindon and there was uh, on saturday evening there was several uh, cover bands who did br- a brilliant job at um, doing various tracks from for you know various uh, periods and, and okay okay i'm biased but i was just standing there thinking i am hearing hit after hit after hit but it was like hits from par- a parallel universe it wasn't that you know they yeah. were these songs hadn't actually been a hit or more yeah. than one or two of them had and it it uh, i kind of think surely i'm my my, my taste is not bad yeah. <laughs> normally in everyday life i i, I you know have reasonable uh, opinions about stuff and and yet somehow uh this you know a, a fan convention a whole load of people coming together who otherwise just wouldn't know anybody else you know none of their friends like X or know about xdc never mind like them here's the thing i didn't know, thing. i didn't know there was a convention on until yesterday i was in bed and i saw pictures from the convention at the weekend and, I, and, and my heart sank no one told it was me. great it yeah, was great thanks. yeah it was sold out so you, you may not have got in anyway thanks but it was, it was it was it was really it was a, a, a great um you know great get together 
of of like-minded people who uh, who had yeah. more more in common than just the band. You know, we, everybody got on with each other and really kind of uh, not. You know, it wasn't a ner- it was a lot of nerdy stuff going on, but it wasn't entirely that. It was people just getting on with each other. It was great. Um, Mark Fisher is your name. I don't need to tell you that, but I'm telling the dear listener. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, uh, that's me. I'm... There we go. That's it. Just in case you wondered, um, did you stay sober? Uh, a couple of glasses of wine, Good but lad, you know. Well done. Yeah, I see, yeah. He said he wasn't going to drink, and I said, oh, no, 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 you drink. <laughs> our, our best guests are pissed. Um, the book is The XTC, a bumper book of fun for boys and girls. Give us um, give us where people can get it again, then then it's, send me a tweet in a bit, and I'll retweet it. I'll do that. It's um, xtclimelight.com. It's also available on Amazon and uh, eBay, if you, if, if you prefer. And also um, Burning Shed, very good website called Burning Shed. Brilliant. But xdclimelight.com is your one. That's that's the that, more money goes in your pocket if they get it that's from there. That's right. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, Mark, this is is there going to be a volume two? Well, you know, the, my inner sunboy has been reawoken. Good. Good. <laughs> so ideas are emerging. I don't know. I don't know exactly what shape it will take, but I wouldn't be at all surprised. Hey, nice one, man. Thanks so. Much. And I know that you were supposed to come in in a couple of weeks, but I've booked a week off, and I'm sorry for messing you around. But I appreciate you coming on. And I wish you no, the best that's of been luck really, with it. Really good to talk to you. Thank you very much for that. Ian. Nice one, Mark. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice man. What a nice man. Catherine's here, by the way. I am. Yeah. Uh, what a what a nice man. And I love that thing. Of, I love fanzines. I love fan. Normally they're these little, um, what's that? A five. These little A five photocopy booklets. I was, I was a member of the Bruce Lee fan club. I was the the Beach Boys Stomp, and I, I recently bought a load of those. Um, I, and I just, I just love. I used to get all these weird monkeys fanzines from America that no one else remembers. I'm the only one that remembers these. Some cracking writers started yeah. out on fanzines, didn't oh, they? Didn't yeah, Danny yeah. Baker used to do one? Danny Baker did. Um, uh, um, I think it was called glue. Sniffing Glue about yeah. punk, and, and and the first few issues of those sell for hundreds. Yeah. But I love it. I love this book. I love XTC. And I'm, I'm so thrilled, right? Because XTC are one of my favourite bands. It, it, they, they kind of bump around in the top three, top four. They're generally in the top three. Sometimes I get bumped down to not in the top four. But they're, they're around there. And um, I had an email from Andy Partridge today saying, you're around, you fancy a chat? Oh, yes, sir. And I was in Costa. I was in at Nero because we were making jokes about Rome burning. And um, and I, I was chatting to, to Andy on the phone for an hour about, about life, the universe and everything about the fact that the Monkeys album isn't going to happen and about he's um, he's disappointed that he's written all these songs for these other bands but he's going to release them as uh, as a like a box oh it was it was uh, absolutely thrilled absolutely thrilled mark thank you mate well uh, if you follow me on twitter dear listener at ian lee um as soon as mark tweets me i'll retweet it so you can find out where to get it and it, it really is a delightful book um this evening lots 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 we'll have uh, jeff fahey on the show a little bit later on who's uh, uh, was uh, in lawnmower man was in lost and he's, he's doing a play that's doing around so i went and met him today um more than happy to take your calls about fanzines if you want uh, what you used to get what you remember of what you got i always remember as well it was a big thing that uh, on membership you'd get a, a free picture and badge that was always um that was always quite a big thing so happy to talk about fanzines if you ever made a fanzine oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand and i thought tonight as well to do something um a, a little bit different um I, i'd like to talk about the art of the prank call now i don't mean people like noel edmonds and steve pink phoning up and going hello is, is mrs jones there yes i'm uh, I, i'm a police officer and uh, you're, we have uh, i'm afraid um afraid we have your son's body uh, we're not doing anything like that although that's not a bad one 
That's not a bad one. That's quite a bad one. I'm talking about prank calls that people make to radio phone-ins or to television phone-ins. Um, because uh, we they've been in the back of my head a, a, a bit recently because we had um, some people a few weeks ago that tried to do some and it really upset me that they were so poor and that, and they wouldn't listen to my words of wisdom mm-hmm. um, so I've got some cracking prank calls that y- you guys have been sending me uh, um, throughout the day and a few that I found myself we'll play some of those uh, you can of course call in about absolutely anything you want just because we we, we do a show that, that, that uh, occasionally do a show that has a bit more of a narrative structure to it um doesn't mean you can't phone in with your random nonsense absolutely of course you can oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i'm ian lee she's Catherine boyle the show is the late night alternative on talk radio unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation make contact with ian lee the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's um, just give you a few, few some dates uh, for your diaries. Uh, Sunday, the first of October. So not this Sunday. Next Sunday, um, Catherine and I will be appearing in Scunthorpe at Cafe Indie Pendant. Indie Pendant. Um, Why are you saying it in that special voice? Because it's spelled Indie. Pendant. Um, so that's happening a week Sunday, okay? And um, you can, if you Google Cafe Independent, Rabbit Hole, Ian Lee, Catherine Ball, any combination of those, you'll get that. October the 14th, we're in Brighton at yeah. the Carolina Brunswick. I think there are four tickets left, guys. So snap them up while you still can. October the 29th, Hull. We've sold 12 tickets. The venue holds 150. That's awkward. We are. Yeah, but we're still a way away. Well, well. For people, for other people, not for us. Yes. But I think for people who were thinking of going, guys, you know, they're guys. kind of. Uh... Well, this is here's the thing. The whole thing is a punt. There's there's no such thing as as a, a low audience on this tour because we're kind of doing it to find out where we have audience and where we don't have audience. So if you want to come, October the 29th, um, we are at Cardamom 94. Then I think November the. Th- Third or fourth, November the fourth, I think it is. We're in Wolverhampton as part of the Wolverhampton Comedy Festival. So if you Google Wolverhampton Comedy Festival and rabbit hole, and uh, uh, December the first Sunday in December, we are in Luton at the Bear Club. Yeah, I'm thinking if yep. the weather's all right, yep. I might go on my scooter. Yay! I won't be because it's bloody miles away from me. But yes, we're in Luton. Um, you can get most of those dates, although I've got to up, uh, update the website at The Rabbit Hole Show, or if you follow me, at Ian Lee, or... Flipping Cass. Uh, on Twitter, then we will be tweeting all of these things. Hey, and next year, we're yep. going abroad. We're going to uh, Belfast. We're going to Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Uh, good evening, Alan. Evening, Ian. Alan, uh, yes, Alan. Well, I'm calling a bit of a bad time. Can I call you back? Um, uh, no, don't bother. Um, 0344-499-1000. Sorry we don't fit into your schedule. What? He's, he's a funnyan, isn't he? Hey. He's a rumman. There we go. There we go. God, John Henderson, just stop tweeting me. You're going to get muted. God, flipping heck. Um, what is this bloke's problem? Maybe he's, he's um... Um, uh, I think part of his problem is not knowing <laughs> social boundaries. Uh, 
hang on a minute. Uh, hang on a minute. Do I do this? Anything you want to talk about, Ian? All ears. Yes. Where is the mute button on this thing? Is that mean? Yeah, it's quite mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a bit of a... I'm going to be honest. I'm in a bit of a crappy mood this evening. Quite a bit of a crappy mood. Really tired. I've walked about... Um, uh, I've walked about 12,000 miles... Not miles. 12,000 steps today, according to my stepometer on my iPhone. I don't know how... We, we're still yet to establish how um, accurate the pedometer on my iPhone is. But I've walked about 12,000 steps today, 9,500 yesterday, and about 12,000 the day before. And do you know what? My legs are killing me. Good. Well, that's a good sign, But my it? buns are looking hot. <laughs> hot buns. So here's the thing. The prank call, and I'm not talking about the... Uh, I, I find them very tedious, the host making a prank call. Noel Edmonds used to do it. Steve well, Pink does it. You know why? Because it feels like someone, unless it's to a celebrity, and as we found in recent times, yeah. the definition of celebrity, a famous person, someone maybe in hospital, not a great idea, yes. right? So it feels like it's punching down. Yeah, the, 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 the host, if I were to phone up someone now... And uh, do, hello there, my name is uh, Abdul and I am... God, you know, don't do that. Well, I, why? But um, wh- whatever it would do, it, I, I am coming from a position of authority... And power. ...and a position of power. Um, which is why, when you, dear listener, phone up a radio show or a TV show to have a little bit of fun... Yeah. ...it's all the more delicious because it, it is it is a david versus goliath thing and the caller is david because the, the, the thing is right i'm in control here not as much as i'd like to be not as much as i have been in other jobs um but uh, i mean i haven't got faders here anymore uh, because paul ross built tea in it which is fine so but 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 i am in a position of power in as much as we've got to operate on a seven second delay so if you say something that i don't like I can dump it and I can cut you off. Yeah. So I've got I've got the ultimate power in that um, I can get rid of if you've if you've done a joke at my expense, I can get rid of it, and hardly anyone will know what you've said. Okay, um, if there's someone else waiting on the line, they will know. If it's on Periscope, they will know. Um, Kath will know, obviously, but um, the the listeners generally won't know, yeah. and I can cut you off. Yeah. And I've and I'm in control. This is my playground so when a caller manages to phone up and do a, and, and, and get something under the radar i think it's delicious and my favorite well i was going to say my favorite prank calls are the ones that aren't mean that mm. are just a good joke but then i played you one and i'm going to play the bleeped version in a minute that is quite mean um but it's very funny. I tell Which you what, one, the pop- one about the anchovy. Yeah, that's not mean. It's just naughty. I, I tell you what what, 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 what part of what makes it so funny is when the host responds badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're furious. When the host gets angry, that's it. Game over. Or they've lost. They've lost authority. When they. And you can feel, right? You can tell that they're yeah. sweating and they've been completely. They've had their pants pulled down. Yeah. But. They kind of Alan Partridge style try and um, make out that they knew all along that whole thing. You know, if they had the sort of Richard Madeley type response. Let me to it. Um, let me give you two examples, right, of me doing a prank call, um, where 
uh, the, the, the host, different hosts, and they respond in completely different ways. And um, for me, one is funnier than the other, right? So I used to do this thing years and years ago when I was on LBC, uh, and I split up with a girlfriend I was been going out with for geez, eight or nine years. And for the first time ever, first time ever in my life, I was living on my own and I didn't want to start drinking and drugging again. So I had to find something to do. And so what I did was I would phone up these late night game channels that they used to have until they got taken off, um, where it would be, you had to, there was, there's like a board with 10 options and you had to name, um, uh, here's one on the screen here, redheads, name famous redheads. Right. Um, or the first one you can play is one word band names. Now, but also this channel, this kind of game, is crap, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could win, you could win a few quid. You could win five hundred quid here. But also, if the question is name the top, oh, name uh, uh, you got eight blanks, one word band names. Well, the there's almost infinite. Yeah. Queen, Oasis, Blondie. Um, no, it's just those. That's three. all those. Yeah. That's just those three. Um, but what I used to do, and some of you will have seen these before, okay, and some of you will will, will know these um, before, uh, is I used to phone up, and whatever the question was, I would say, is it Ghostbusters 2? Okay, so that was the gag. And it's, it's not that funny. And but it was really just a gag for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a gag for me, and I would tape them, and I didn't really do anything with them. I, I uploaded them on YouTube eventually. I've lost loads. I did loads. I lost loads. And I stopped when I got a phone bill for about s- nearly 700 quid. I thought, oh, well, that's it. Because <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not £1. funny 50, anymore. It's £1.50 um, a call, then £1.50 a minute, and also you can phone up. 20 times and not get through even if you've got an answer that works it's a it's a random generator as to whether your call gets selected and that really is the point of that's those channels oh, that was yeah. a con uh, we'll take a break when we come back i'll play you a couple of these and then we'll we'll, we'll dive in this is talk radio tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently the late night alternative with ian lee i'm a nut job but not that kind of nut job on talk radio honest to god it's the new breaking bad oh no right so here's here's a call me phoning up i'm playing an idiot is it Ghostbusters 2, right? The question is, um, this. I think this is it. This is um, 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 band names, one word band names. So Queen, Blondie, stuff like that. Okay, right? Here we go. No, Roxette. Roxette! One word band names. No, no, Roxette. Hello, who's that? Hello? Hello. Who are you? David. David? Where are you going to go oh, with, yeah. man? McFly. McFly? Is it there? No, not there. Is there another boy band, maybe? Quick calls. Another rock band. 16 band. Current. Whatever it is that you're thinking. One word. Just one word. No, the. Nothing like that. Hi, who's there? Hello, who's Sam? Anne. So these yeah. are the real... Anne, you've come back before Pam. These are real punters <laughs> that are uh, spending a fortune. And being treated like... Oh, yeah. Chicago, Chicago, is it there? Why am I talking like that? Hey, if you want to get involved, 0901 326 0326. I feel all surreal. I don't know why I'm doing that. It's some, oh. Hello, who's, who's that? Is that me? Hey, Here we who? go. Here we is go. It, it's Tony. Am I on the telly? Yeah. You, well, you're not on the telly, like, ah. physically. It's my face, your voice. Go on, you do the, you do the sounds, I'll do the mouth. Wow, wow, wow. Is that a good sound? That's a great sound. Now, give me the sound that sounds like a hundred pounds. Okay. That's your celebration noise. I mean, an answer first. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Is, it, is it Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you serious? Dude, dude, you know what? Because I like you, because yeah. I like you, yeah. can we just hold it? Everybody else, we're still accepting calls and we can't line you hold up. Look at, it, look at your screen. What channel are you watching, bruv? I'm watching, uh, I'm watching the fellow who looks like my news agent in a stripy shirt. Yeah, right. We're saying one word, band name. Oh, oh no! So, you know, I, okay, I could accept your answer, Ghostbusters 2. Right. Or I could give you another shot at one word, band. Give me another shot, another shot, another shot. You've got five seconds. Is it, um, uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2? Is it there? You know what? That is a great answer. I love that band. I'm a big fan of Ghostbusters 2. It's phenomenal. Hey, they're a great band. You know what they should do? They should release another album. There uh, we go. And he takes that well. Yeah. He, he takes that he just, well. He just went with it. He loves it. Now listen to this young lady who, um, who doesn't take it quite so well. I can't think of any other route. Um, what is this? Uh, TV shows beginning with M. And it's a girl in a queen t-shirt. TV shows beginning with M. Well done. Root planner. So they got Midnight Caller, My Family, Montel, McLeod. What's that? There's a, there's a, she's, she's, the other guy's great because he, it's a tough gig. They're on there for about five hours. Root Canal. Oh, you already said that. They're playing their own little word game that's not connected with the game. Rooting. Come on. Come on. Meanwhile, I'm ringing in about 30, 40 times. So that's, well... That's 60 quid I've spent Flip. easily. Hello, who's there? Hello? Anyone there? Hello? Hello, who's that? Hello? And by the way, that's a brave thing to do on a show where they're turning around people to keep silent for that long. Because yeah, then, then it just sets everything on edge to stay silent for that long. Anyone there? Hello? Hello, who's that? Hello? Hello, who's that? Hello. Hi, Beautiful. who's that? Can you hear me? Yes. It's Tony. Tony, what's your answer? What's your answer, Tony? Uh, well, is it, is it Ghostbusters 2? Now. Now. Shall I laugh now, or shall I just laugh myself to sleep later? Oh. Isn't it? Shall I give you that call back? Because that was just a bit of a waste of time, really, oh, wasn't it, you know Tony? What? You're not funny. Ten, You're not funny. Ten years later, I'm still laughing! <laughs> yeah. But thank you for your 75p donation to Pop the Kid. There we go. Do you know what, said. though? The worst part of me would probably respond like that. There's, there's, um, there because was Because a... if you're nervous and all that kind of stuff going on, ugh. But, well, it's a tough gig it these is. people had. It's a tough old gig, and I certainly couldn't do it. There was another one I did, and I lost it. Uh, um, so I can't blame it. But the woman got was furious. Absolute, I mean, furious with me. Having a go at me down the TV, right? Don't you ever phone this channel ever. We, we've got people. She's tried to be all pious about it. We've got people that this is their community. That we are their friends. I'm thinking, the friends wow. are £1.50 a pop. You're ripping Don't them you off. dare phone us ever again. 
Right, well, so that was the next hour, was me then trying to get through, got through, did it again. Oh, destroyed it. 0344 We're celebrating the magic of the prank call. It's the prank call from the, the listener to the radio show or the TV show, not the other round, way around. You can, of course, call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing, fella? I'm doing good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can I just say, um, we've got, uh, this is how stupid talk sport listeners are. They're texting me um, about the show that's on talk sport right now. Oh, text them back. What can we tell them? Mal, you are a muppet. That's what you are. You won't won't listen, but he's, anyway. Uh, (laughs) What you got for us, Ian? Right. um, You asked me to give you a call back um, from time to time uh, about my circumstances, uh, if you recall. Yes, I do recall. I do recall. How are you feeling? Right. Okay. I've, uh, well, I'm feeling uh, pretty good, mate. Tickety-boo, I, I believe, was the phrase. Uh, absolutely. Tickety-boo. Where does that come from? Cause, uh, where, where does ticket, tickety-boo oh, come from? That's you... got, it, sounds, it sounds kind of 20s to me. It sounds kind of jazzy, kind of Charleston s- s- slang. Or could it be from, you know, the Raj? Tickety-boo. I, what I I've heard it in uh, in movies and TV shows. Yep. Tickety boo, tickety boo, tickety boo. It feels uh, to me. It feels to me that I can imagine, um, and I'm sure I've heard Terry Thomas saying tickety boo. Now he was a cad in lots of 1950s movies, so maybe maybe it's not 20s Charleston. Maybe it is kind of 40s, 50s jazz slang. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's around. Yes, I know. I'm thinking Foils War, yes. the TV show. Yes, and um, it was an expression that the RAF used to uh, oh uh, used to say. Hang on, you're getting uh, very when precise. They'd ha- when they'd had uh, uh, a good flight operation, uh, which was very successful, and uh, one of their uh, comrades would say. Uh, how did the show go? Tickety boo, old man. Tickety boo. I wonder if uh, uh, if tickety tick. If that's uh, like the w- tick where we the tick comes from when you mark someone's. Word. I don't know. I'm just kicking ideas around here. I'm exploring language, and do you know what, guys? It's really good fun. It is good fun, isn't it? It is. I like. I like trying to work out because some words you can work out where they come from because they might have a Latin or, or 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 you know kind of thing or they might come from something. But 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 some words you kind of you get a bit stuck with it. And I wonder where it's from. Tickety boo. The tickety boo to me sounds like a kind of Indian thing, like um, you yeah. know, Dulali. You know what that was about? No, go on. Dulali was a place where I think they all got ill and no. yeah 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 and, and so to go do lally oh, really yeah i think there was a madness oh. sickness there and well, did they all drink something that got a bug or something something like that if i recall and tickety boo sounds to me like you know some kind of um anglicization of 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 mm. an indian word it could know. be could be. Oh, could be. Good, well, you don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm no, making it up same as everyone else. It was said with such confidence that I've written it down in pen in my uh, <laughs> notes. So uh, it is that, that's oh, well now done. official. Now official. Well done. What are you up to this weekend, Ian? This weekend, uh, it'll be a slow weekend, but... Uh, Do you mind yeah, that? Got... Do I mind it? No, not now. Yeah. Yeah, because of the news that uh, I've recently had. 
Um, right, uh, you want to hear the news, don't you? Oh, go on. Uh, well, yeah, what's, is, is, there, oh, is there an update on your condition? Yes, uh, there is. Go uh, on. My condition is as was. Yes. Uh, no change there. But uh, my daughter and I are desperately uh, trying to get me transferred from here in Carmarthen uh, back to my uh, home county of Essex, uh, in, uh, particularly uh, Clacton in Essex. Is that where and, she lives? Uh, yes, uh, she lives there with her husband. Yeah. Yes. How did you end up in Carmarthen then? Where, how did your life's um, uh, route get you over there? I don't think you've got enough hours in your show. Oh, I, uh, this is what I like about you, Ian. You're the gift that keeps on giving. Here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's what you can't do, right? You are not... I do not give you permission to die until we have got every last drop of story out of you, buddy, all right? Well, I shall do my utmost <laughs> to uh, comply with that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I know you will. you got you got plenty of time in you, yeah. I'm sure of that. Um, well, how... Um, how easy is it going to be then to transfer? That's that's quite a, a, a tough thing to arrange, isn't it? It certainly is because you have to have uh, uh, medical information. Well, not you, but uh, the uh, the people who are uh, who are going to accept you into their accommodation. Yeah, have to have all sorts of medical reports and social oh, work geez. reports, etc., etc. Uh, also, financial reports. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, we have found a place uh, in Morton on Nays. Uh, I forget the name of it now, but um, it is. Uh, believe me, trust me, it's like a five-star hey, hotel. Here we go. So and are they prepared to accept you if if you pass all well, the tests? Uh, they, they would love to accept me, but uh, we've had to jump through all these suits yep, yep. Uh, to. Uh, uh, to get the final go ahead. And I know how difficult it is to get one county council to talk to another county council. Absolutely. Oh, no, man, it's happening. a nightmare. That is happening. As, as I speak, is it? that is happening. Yes, absolutely. Oh, mate, this is this could be brilliant news. Yeah. We, we've had had the uh, care plan accepted. Oh, uh, oh, that's a great... Oh, you're halfway there, then. Well, we are. Well, I, I think more than halfway uh, all we're waiting on now is uh, uh, there is an MDT, I don't know whether you know what that is, no. an MDT meeting taking place in two places, uh, in Essex and uh, also in Carmarthenshire, uh, between the two social service uh, organisations. And uh, uh, they are now uh, uh, waiting to make a decision uh, about uh, my transfer Brilliant. Uh, to Essex, yeah. Ian, listen, I've got to go, because I'm going to hit the news. Um, give us a call yeah. next week, yeah, and I'll keep my fingers crossed. Certainly will. Nice yeah. one, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. I, I love that bloke. He, he can call in. I'll, I'm going to get... He does not have permission to die, because he's got lung, he's got, uh, lung cancer, uh, until we've got every bit of story out of that man, because I bet he's got some stories. Uh, Lewis, stay there. Dear listener, you can give us a call. What we talked about, fanzines. It's quite a nice little geeky show tonight. Fanzines, I've got some brilliant prank calls, not all by me, to uh, play you. Uh, you can call in about that, or you can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 499 the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
The mutineer had trapped all reason in the hole. The man who walked across his heart took no compass, guide, or chart to go and tie his blood congeal when he found himself revealed of cold. Got you want a treat? Skylarking is the album. Skylarking for me. Get the remastered version. Skylarking for me is the one. Dear listener, we're talking XTC. We're talking fanzines. We're talking prank phone calls. We're talking anything else you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've got some very funny prank phone calls to play in a bit. Before that, though, let's go to Douglas. Good evening, Douglas. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm fine. I'm very hot, Douglas. Good stuff, indeed. It sounds hot. Sounds yes, hot. very <laughs> hot indeed. Very. What have you got indeed. for us? Well, it's on on the prank call side of things, really. Yes. Um, and I, I mean, I think in general, I think there's, there's lots of fun to be had with with the phone, um, not only with you know the prank calls to TV shows, but wrong numbers. Yeah. Oh, oh I love a wrong number. You don't get them very often these days. I no, love them. Not anymore. Not anymore. But they used to in you know back in the day. They used to be a very common thing. I used to just adore them, and um, and you know don't want to be judged for it. A little bit mean, maybe. 
But I mean, if you do lots of things, like, you know, they pick up the phone and go, yeah, hi, so, you know, instead of hey, me, it's Richard there. Um, who's calling? That's yeah, Mike. Okay, Mike, what the hell? Second. Yeah. Uh, do you really think you should be calling, Mike? What do you mean? After what you've done. Wow. <laughs> I did a terrible <laughs> one once, and I, I felt awful afterwards. Um, I was, uh, it was uh, coming out of a pub, and um, yeah. the, the phone box rang. So you've got to answer phone box rings. That's like nectar. Wow. Straight yeah, in there. Hello. Yeah, hello. Who's this? And this, I'm, I'm going, sorry, what? Yeah, who is this? I said, well, hang on. You've just called me. Who is this? He said, well, this number keeps phoning my wife. <laughs> and I want to know what's going on. Straight away. Well, he's, he's given away too much info. I said, well, yeah. maybe you should ask her. Who is this? Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, my name is Steve, and I think you need to have a long chat with your wife. Oh, it was mean. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> well, I, I can go meaner. Go, yeah, oh, let's, let's, oh, let, let's, come on then. come on then. Okay, so go on, pretend, pretend to ring, pretend to ring. Ring, ring. Ring me, ask for someone. Ring, ring. Oh. Hello, is, Hello, is Tony there? <laughs> Tony, are you joking? <laughs> He's dead. You never <gasps> did that. <laughs> You never did that. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Oh, Douglas! Douglas is going to hell. This guy's going to hell. Douglas Devilish. I know it's wicked. Oh, mate! I'm not proud. I'm not proud. Yes, you are. A bit of you is. You can tell. Do you know what though? I've got one I am proud of. Yeah. And this is the worst. Years and years and years ago, telly sales. Not proud of it, but I had to do it. Yeah. It's a thankless, loveless task full of hate and misery, right? But you, you, you'd sit in the system and it calls out people constantly. Right? Oh, you, you were doing the telesales? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. I was doing the I know. You're I definitely going to I hell. I, was, I know, I know. I was, but I was working hard trying to go out. Anyway, this one, this one, this one guy, he was just the most horrific human being I've ever spoken to in the world. Said yeah, things about my mother I could never repeat and all kinds of stuff. And I was so shocked and so annoyed about it. And it, it kind of kept the phone on the system. And basically, because you're calling people from, like, midday, sort of up until, like, 9pm, it's thankless. But between midday and, sort of, 3, 4 o'clock, you get a lot of answer phones. And I never get, I was so shocked, the next call had just rung on. Yeah. So, and, and, it, and it just went to an answer phone. And i never forget it. And it was like, hi, we're the Hoggets. Um, we can't take your call right now. Blah, 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 blah. And this guy's number was still on the screen. And I was like, oh, hi, no. the Hoggets. Oh, no. <sighs> Give me a call. 01273, which I can remember still to this day. It was about 10 years ago. Yeah. And then I left his number. And I basically left this dude's number on every single answer phone for three days. Right? I swear to God. For three days. And with the most insane messages. You better call me. I know what you've been doing, son. And I'm not happy. Call me now. There's going to be trouble. And on the Friday, I used to live in London. I was walking down Wellington Way. And I rang him back on the Friday from my mobile. And it's this, instead of this hideous creature, it was like this, hello? It was a broken <laughs> was like, man. You yeah, destroyed him. I was brilliant. And I said, do you want to do what to my wife exactly, mate? And I went, huh? where are you calling from? Where are you? I, I, I promise you. I <laughs> well, let me, hang on, let me put my responsible hat on. We don't condone this behaviour at all. That's very, oh, very naughty. Nor do but I. It's very I, naughty. What that is, you are, uh, you're, you're, you're like, um, uh, who's that for? Lex Luthor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're as evil as Lex Luthor, but your, your, your aims are a lot more realistic and achievable. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Douglas, appreciate thank you that. for that, mate. That's brilliant, but My you're a terrible pleasure. man. Put a note on thank his you, name. Do yes. not cross Douglas. <laughs> See him in hell. Wow. That is outrageous. Shall I play another one of these pranks? Um, 
this is great. This is some of these are American. This is this is a great one. I've bleeped this. I hope I've bleeped this. Otherwise, I have to hit the dump button. This is great. Nightline with Bruce Mansfield and Philip Brady on twelve seventy eight three AW. Down at Newport, Toby's at Newport. Hello, Toby. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Phil. Yes, Toby. How are you? Good. Oh, good, thanks. How are um, you? It's very late. Mum lets me stay up and listen to you guys some nights. Good. I love listening. It's the best. Uh, me and my brother love to listen. Good boy. Um, I have a joke. Yes. Um, what's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? Yes. Perhaps your nose. Oh, nah. What was it? Um, an anchovy's c- Oh, uh, what a pity, Toby. You, you listen to this. Your truck this is how you don't Never react. Never call us again, please. Never in your life even think about it. And think, all right, we've dumped you, Toby, but there are people like <laughs> Carmen and Queenie online and could hear that in their ear Rita, and are yes. offended. Rita and Mary, and we heard it and Simon heard it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're not there. So you've ruined it for all of us. Uh, Toby, if you've ever... Thinking of tuning in again, just don't get a life. And Toby, grow up. You're old enough now to stop that. Uh, I can tell you how bad it was. <laughs> Even Keith McGowan was offended by it. That's how coarse it was. And that's... You're old enough to stop that filth. <laughs> they are. They the... made it all the more delicious, oh, don't they? Just what well, they, you know, because they dumped it, so uh, that wouldn't have been heard by the listeners. So they could have just moved on. But everyone but... else. Oh God. Queenie's listening. She'll have heard that in her ear. She'll, <laughs> she'll be offended. It's wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful. It the, I think you guess what the word was. But um, what's great? Here's, and here's the thing. If you're going to do a prank call, right? And uh, let me... Uh, I don't mind sharing this. Most... Uh, nearly all commercial radio stations, they're the ones that play adverts. They've got a seven-second delay. So you phone me up. I've got a seven-second delay. A 14-second delay, actually, which is unheard of. You phone up LBC. You phone up Virgin. They've got a seven-second delay. So mm-hmm. you, you say something... Um, if you say something sweary or libelous, it'll get dumped. If it's something that's a bit more cerebral and takes a bit more thinking, it might sneak through. But if you say something like that, it'll get dumped. Um, BBC radio stations don't have it and i don't and i mean five live radio four none of the local radio sessions and i've never understood why they don't have it now i'm not saying this so you go and phone up you know your local radio bbc radio lincoln or whatever and do something rude but you can and i don't, and I don't mean i don't want you to you know i don't want you to do anything but no i do i want you to do prank calls i do <laughs> not not necessarily with foul language but something clever and imaginative, like the Ghostbusters, yeah. thing. something where it's 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 fun and it's clever, and it, it, there's just something. But that is a very funny phone call. The, the other thing is, choose your target, right? Yep. Choose your target. Someone yep. who is okay. Someone who is um, a knob, s- straight laced. Yeah, probably not going to get it straight away. There are lots and lots of lazy presenters out there who don't listen to their callers i well this is it i used to find i, I did a few on mike dickin um not because he was he was lazy brilliant brilliant broadcaster but i was as, as a listener i could tell there were moments when he wasn't engaged with the call because you could hear him rustling papers and yeah. just going uh-huh mm-hmm uh-huh and i thought ah right so if i can phone him up and get him on side and start being quite boring he won't be listening, off, yeah. and I can say anything. So there's a, there's a delicious moment where he goes, sorry, what did you say? And it, because he's, he's he's not there. 
He wasn't there. That's the way to do it. This is it. And you can tell these targets. Yep. They give themselves away. This is one one key signal, okay, if yep. you're choosing your target. They listen to everybody. They let everyone rattle on. And at the end, they'll go, yeah, great call. Yeah. Even if it was the most cruddy, boring... Ian Collins on an older train. Pointless call there was. Yeah, we great call. Thanks very much. They don't challenge them because they're not listening, right? That's your guy. That's the fella. And, and, and it usually is a fella. And it, it, it usually is. Here's the thing. And it's not always. I've got... Make it funny. That's the thing, because I've been, I was looking, I was just Google, YouTubing prank calls to LBC, prank calls to talk sport, prank calls, and a lot of them aren't funny. There's no gag. There's no, there's no, there's, there's nothing there to make it funny. It's just that you phoned up and you did a funny accent and told a made up story. All right, fair enough. That's cool for you and your mates, but it's not funny. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Lewis, then Kyle. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Uh, we'll have Jeff Fahey on uh, a bit later on, American actor. Some of you will know, some of you won't, but he's a delightful gentleman and I was lucky enough to meet him and uh, he strolled in at six o'clock, the time of uh, our uh, appointment, and he said, and I was there with the theatre manager and he said to the theatre manager, I got a horrible feeling I was supposed to do an interview today. And I said, yeah, dude, it's now. <laughs> oh, well, how lucky I just walked in. He was great, Jeff. Really lovely, laid-back gentleman. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. You're 81 presenters. You can tell they aren't listening to you. 80, I'd like to pull them up on it. Have an organ with them. Say, boys, listen to me. I yeah. think I'm oh, there's loads um, of presenters that, that, um, that dial it in, that, that couldn't give us stuff. What they're doing is watching the clock and thinking, right, five more minutes of this and I can yeah. uh, go for a wee. Yeah. Now you can tell this. You just not, you guys, you get the yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. I have heard um, on another radio station a caller making the most atrocious racial uh, jibes and the presenter obviously not listening. OK, great. That's a great point. Thanks very much for your call. Let's go to Tony in Stratford now. And you think, no, hang on, you should have challenged that bloke because he was being racist. Oh, there's another presenter that I uh, occasionally listen to, usually by accident because I wouldn't choose to. And everyone's call is remarkable. That's a yep. remarkable... They can't all be, right? No. no. Stop. Talking balls. Listen to what they're saying. Answer back now and again. Don't just let them use up your time because that's what they're doing. They're watching the clock and thinking, right, okay, three more of these and I can go home. Yep, yep. There's there's plenty of them. There are plenty of them doing it, and uh, shame on those guys. There's people on TV do yourself and you go out to an outside broadcast and the bike tracks a joke to him. He's supposed to go out to the studio, tracks a joke to him, and you say, no, blank you completely. Oh, everybody in TV hates everybody else, though. They're, they're, you know, everyone's jealous of everyone else. So uh, <laughs> I, I can understand that, Joe. Uh, Dave's looking at reports about trees. He got snowballed and he lost. He lost. He, he lost all his kids snowballing. Two snowballs and he lost a plot. Ian, hello. Are you talking to me? There's one vehicle of TV program that each was cheap. Which one would it be? Say that again. If there's one vehicle, I'd love airballs. Just keep airballs. A vehicle from the um, any TV program that I could keep. What would it be? Yeah, it'll be it'll be Kit from Night Rider, of course. Oh. No airwolf. Airwolf, airwolf's rubbish. I'd, it, well, in that case, you're going to have airwolf. I'll have Blue Thunder. 
Yeah, I never saw that. Uh, Blue Thunder, I thought, was better than... Airwolf was boring. It was just really boring. He's got, he's got a helicopter that he stole from the government in a volcano, and uh, he's looking for his brother, Sinjin. Who gives us stuff? Yeah. Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, Sinjin was, yeah, Sinjin was played by Barry Van Dyke. Well, who was played by Barry Van Dyke? Sinjin? Yeah, Sinjin, his brother. Was he really? I didn't know Barry that. Van Dyke. I did not know. No, it'd have to be Knight Rider, but like a proper working Knight Rider that could talk and was bulletproof. I'd have this. Emma Peel's Lotus Elan. Oh, jeez. Good luck. Good luck when you're getting shot at. You've got to do a turbo boost over a wall. I won't be getting shot at. Well, you, I'll you be would, shooting. You would if I was driving. <laughs> if I was driving Knight Rider. <laughs> I'd have Airwolf. Stick Airwolf up your bum. Okay. Thanks Bye. for calling. <laughs> Just keep him busy for a while. Evening, James. Good evening. Good evening, James. <laughs> poor chap's got Airwolf up his bum. Where He's got Airwolf up his bum and Parkinson's, yeah. which is the worst. I just don't know. I just well, don't it, know. Tough call. Yeah. Tough call. Yeah. Um, I, I've only just stumbled in, so apologies if you've uh, mentioned this before, but um, the magic of prank calls. Have you heard the Australian prank call 10-minute um, fest um, where a man was trying to do a quiz? Oh, mate, it's coming up. It's coming up. Oh, it's coming well, up. It's, 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 I'm not going to play all of it. Okay. Uh, but it is, uh, yeah, it's coming up. It's, 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 a, it's an, inc- it's absolutely incredible. It's the, it's the Ben Hur of Frank Hill, isn't Yeah. It? Oh, it's wonderful. In fact, I'm going to, James, thank you for that. I'm yeah. going to play it now. He's, so there's a, a, a late night quiz show, phone him, Australian, uh, radio station. Mm-hmm. This is edited a little bit. Uh, well, actually, I don't think it is edited that much. And, um,. Right, well, this is this is this is just, and again, this is how not to respond. Okay, and you imagine it's this poor bloke. He's probably in there on his own. Maybe someone operating the phones, but it's this this poor bloke. Which hang on, which one is it? On here. Oh, do you know what? I've, I've not put it on there. Hang on a second. <sighs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, right here we go. Uh, let me turn that up. Have a listen to this. T nine. Good day, Rodney. G'day, Graham. How are you going? Not too bad, mate. You keeping well? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Here we go. Question one. Which Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Which um... Australian gymnast won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 94 for his performance on the pommel horse? Okay, I think it's India. Not India, mate. Oh, by the way, how many of you in the room tonight? So he said India. Oh, right? Yeah, how many of you are in the room tonight? Uh, I like scat. All right, mate, okay. Yeah, I won't play with your little boys and toys. Eh? So, right, first one, he's asked his quiz, who, what Australian a- a- athlete won this, is it India, right? And he's obviously, the way he talks to that guy, he's obviously had, had to deal with this before, yeah. right? But then... Okay. Um... Your mates, I mean, who ring up, let's hope we're not going to have a night of... This. By the way, straight away, he's let everyone else know he's pissed off. Yeah, and also, let's hope we're not going to have a night of yeah. this, is basically putting the bat signal up. Mate, he gets a night of it. Dad. Hello, Lincoln. G'day, mate, how are you? Not too bad. You'll have a sensible answer, won't you? Absolutely, mate. Step in the dark, India. No, I didn't think you were that <laughs> dumb. I didn't think you were that dumb, Lincoln, but uh, clearly I was wrong. Hello, Thomas. <laughs> G'day, Graham. Yeah, mate. Got these bloody idiots calling up again. And, but you'll have the answer. What do you think I it might be? Um, India. Yeah. Thomas, it's, oh. be- it's bedtime now. Off you go, okay? This is Off great. you go. But then, 13, 12. But then what's beautiful, right, is because obviously I, I would imagine the first two or three people, they're all friends, right? 
but then other people yeah. start doing it and it's and there's you hear a, there's a woman that does it and she she's laughing so it's just 69 hello there marcus yes good evening yes mate yes good evening have you got an answer for us India. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> grow up. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, whatever. Good on you. Oh, grow up. Boys, it's going to be one of those nights. Yep. Robert, good evening. Hello, Graham. How are yeah, you? This Not guy's too great. bad, mate. Sorry, after all that nonsense, could you put, repeat the question? Yeah, please? the question is, mate, which Australian gymnast <laughs> won Commonwealth Games gold in 1990 and again in 1994 for his performance on the pommel horse? Oh, just get my megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even clever, mate. Not even clever. Let's hope we get uh, somebody of sense in amongst us. Hello, David. Hello, how are you, Graham? Good, mate. Um, I think the answer is Brennan. Purely. Thank oh, you. There's a little cut. 13, 12, 69, the number. Hello there, Steve. Steve. G'day, Graham. Yeah. Um, I don't know, mate. Alrighty, thank you, Copper. 13, 12, 69, the number. Hi there, sense. Noel. No, Noel didn't know. Uh, let's get a Warren. Hello there, Warren. Yes, hello, Graham. Uh, you might know me. I was on uh, Millionaire this year. You wait, might... wait, wait, no, mate. All, all we need is the answer to this. Which singer oh. sang this year's Commonwealth Games theme, Shine? Well, that, that would be India. What? Certainly didn't get on Millionaire. Certainly didn't win. Hello, Eve. Hi, Graham. Yes, who do you think it was? Uh, India. <laughs> 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 don't, don't, don't fall for their silly games, okay? Oh, you, you're much too nice to fall for their silly games. Nolene, hello. Hello. Yes. Um. <laughs> no, if you're going to give yourself away by laughing, please don't waste our times, our time, okay? And no one thinks you're clever. <laughs> hello, Rodney. I do, I do. G'day, Graham. How are you going? Good, mate. Um, I reckon it's uh, Shannon uh, India. <laughs> They're not going to get their tape this time, are they? Hello, Mary. Hello, Graham. Yes. India. <laughs> yeah. It's bedtime. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Hello there, Pam. Hey, that's uh, Cam. Cam. Sorry, Cam. India. <laughs> May as well have been Pam. They sounded like a young lady to me. Oh. Jeremy. Hello. What's that mean? G'day, Graham. What do you know? You, you just give me the answer, and I'll I'll know everything. Believe it or not, it's India. Please, no more. <laughs> uh, hello, Betty. Don't say please no more, because that's gonna that's a red rag to a ball. That's boosting the bat signal. I think I think Betty lets the side down. Hello, Graham. How are you tonight? Good thing. Betty lets good. the side down. Shannon Noel. It is Shannon Noel. So you're you're a clever one. That's his wife. <laughs> now, I think this is on a different. Lewis, good evening. There we go. Hi, Gray. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Good. That's good. You have a good weekend? I did. It was great. How was yours? Oh, it wasn't too bad at all. Went along and watched the Boratars. It was a good night. It was a good night? It Excellent. was a good night. What was the highlight of yours? Oh, uh, well, I went out with friends for dinner and, yeah, that sort of thing. Nothing too exciting. I'm nosy, aren't I? You are a bit nosy, Graham. Here we go. Question one. Good luck. Who is the Premier of Tasmania? India. Oh, so this Lois, is on I a different you'd line. Out of that. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Hello, Michael. G'day, mate. How are you? Not too bad, Cobber. The That's Premier what? of Tasmania. Premier of Tasmania. Yeah, been in the news with Beaconsfield and things like that. Oh, 
Shaw was the name for the union. No, no, not sure. Remember, we take the first answer. No. Um, hello there, George. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, mate. The Premier of Tasmania. India. No, it's just you need an education, don't delicious, you? isn't it? The thing is, it's a lazy feature. Yeah, he's not interested in them. He's just trying to rack up calls. Yeah, deserves it. I need the answer to this one. Yeah, India. Well, make that the last time you found a radio station, Harry. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. Please, it's not the answer. So if you're going to say that, drop off now, okay? Hello, Max. G'day, Graham, how are you going, Not mate? Not too bad. You'd be too smart for those dills who keep saying India, wouldn't you? <laughs> I tell you, they must be, uh, they must get on the, the port or something when they do it. Yeah, it would <laughs> be the cheap port, wouldn't it? I reckon it'd be a real bad tourney, Greg. <laughs> the Premier of Tasmania. Listen, mate, before I give you the answer, I just wanted to say he, he's one of the only fellows who can cover a Johnny Horton song that well, isn't he? Yeah, he does it well, doesn't he, Johnny? Oh, silky smooth voice, uh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful voice. Yeah, lovely. My answer to your question, would it be India? <laughs> say no. So, <laughs> good luck with your education. At least they're able to string a few words together. They've been rehearsing in the drama school. Hi, Warwick. How you going, mate? How you going? Not too bad. Have you got an answer for us, mate? Yeah, it's nothing to do with fisting. Sorry? Anything to do with fisting or India? Um, neither of those. Okay. We do get bored of these people, don't we? We really do. Barry. Barry's there with the gigglers, so uh, he's in the same room. Alex, good evening. Hello, how are you, Graham? Not too bad, mate. Any you can just imagine, like, loads of them in the same room, all on their phones. But then other people listen. We're, we might as well play the whole thing. There's only um, three minutes left. <laughs> um, and I know it's not the best quality, but I just think it's so funny. Um, but you, other people listening going, this bloke's getting really annoyed with this. I'm going to phone up and say India. This is the thing as well. He's kind of assuming that the listener, there's a listener going, oh, I really want to hear the, yeah. this fantastic feature. No, actually, what's more interesting is the India thing. And this guy doesn't know how to, he's not a communicator no. and he doesn't understand psychology. He shouldn't be on the radio because he's, 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 he's poking the wasp nest with a stick. <laughs> the idea who the Premier of Tasmania is, you, you would feel awful if you didn't know it. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Megaphone. India. <laughs> um, is it going to be like this? Will we just cancel the quiz right here? Yeah. Hello, Stuart. Oh, thank God. You got to someone who actually knows the right answer. Oh, yes, please. India. <laughs> yep. You're as silly as them. It's not that at all. 13, 12, 69. Hello, Norman. G'day, mate. Yeah, mate. Come here, of Tasmania. Uh, Mr. India. Chris, good evening to you. <laughs> oh, good evening, mate. How are you? Not too bad. See what you should do. I, uh, I lived in Hobart for four years in the late 90s, but uh, it's not the premiere from then. Have you just the answer, mate? Oh, India. <laughs> 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 what he should do is do a quiz where every answer is India. Yeah, of course he should. Of course he should. But this, this man's got no soul. No. I think he's one of those down there who uh, came back with two heads. Hello, Clark. What? G'day, Graham. How are you? Not too bad, mate. India. <laughs> Clark, I do hope you grow up soon, okay? He's gone. He's gone. Uh, Lynn, good oh, evening right. to you. On this. Evening, Kieran. How are you tonight? There we go. Good thanks, Graham. Good luck. Who is the author wife of former... So this is night number three. <laughs> this is night number three. Former Prime Minister Bob Hawke. <sighs> oh, I know this. Oh, is 
13, 12, 16. And what's great is it, it's question, each one has been question one. So it's the start of the quiz. You never get off the ground. straight in, they're in there. Nine. It's not going to be that sort of night, is it? <laughs> yes. Hi, Peter. G'day, Graham. What yeah. do you know? I, I'm, I just uh, know that you'll know the answer to this question. The Christian well, and cert- surname. I certainly will, mate. How was your Easter? Was it a good it was, one? It was Did very good, mate. Have you got an answer for us? Yes, I do. I believe the answer is... <laughs> India. <laughs> Peter, Peter, if you're going to try and do a comedy act, you've got to keep a straight face, okay? India. Okay, now you, you go away for the night now, okay? In fact, anyone else who wants to say India, that's not the answer, so please, don't ruin it for people who actually want to play. Oh, no! Oh, Graham, these bloody idiots with the India carry-on, India, hey? you, you'll have an answer for us, won't you? Sorry, mate, I'm a bit nervous. I've never done this before. Can well, you repeat the yeah, question we just, for we, we need the Christian and surname. Who is the yep. author-wife of former Prime Minister Bob Hawke? Oh, Bob Hawke. Just, oh, just, just the answer, love. Um, love. India? Kelly, I thought you had a bit more maturity. I really He's did. always disappointed in the women, oh, yeah. isn't he? Don't know why I picked that. Hello, Jeff. Hey, g'day, Graham. How's it going? Good, mate. The answer? Yeah, sorry about these morons. I said India. Okay. I'll tell you what, tomorrow night we'll we'll do the quiz at a different time, okay? <laughs> That'll upset them. Uh, Michael, please give us a proper answer. Uh, India. Michael? <laughs> Yeah. You call us back when you mature a little bit, okay? Okay. 13, 12, 69. <laughs> Luke, good evening to you. Good day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. And the answer? Yeah, I'm a bit lost. Um, the question about Bob Hawke, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's India. 13, 12, 69, please. Only if you want to play play the... Isn't it great? Oh, he's just... So... Isn't it great? And he's... Uh, but what's lovely is every time a new caller comes on, he kind of resets the clock, goes, hello, mate, how you doing? There's none of that, oh, jeez, go on. He, he's straight in there, hello, mate, how you doing? And then he gets disappointed. I love that so much. Uh, Simon, Kyle, Lewis, stay there, come to you in a bit. 0344 this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Got more, plenty more, don't worry. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Hi Ian, hi Kath, how you doing? I'm Thank all you, right. mate. Good, 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 good. Is it India? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. It's so delicious. Um, I just wanted to give you a heads up for a couple other uh, YouTube channels. So, one, they're a bit sweary, Rob Corbett. Yeah. Who's Scottish and does fantastic uh, wind up calls. Oh, and who does, he, who does he phone up? Random. So there's a great one. He phones up a boxing gym. Oh God! Ends up threatening the guy. It's brilliant. But as I say, they get a wee bit. Scary. A little bit sweary. Might need to bleep it. And then there's uh, an Irish uh, couple of guys, the Rubber Bandits, do very similar things. How do I? I know that. I know that name, the Rubber Bandits. How do I know um, their name? They wear plastic bags over their head. They had a couple of songs, Horse Outside, and oh, yeah. uh, Sheena Want to Fight Your Father. Yeah, that ring, that ring, they ring a bell, I'm sure, yeah, I'm aware of them. I they do prank calls as well, very, very, very funny. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a great thing, and I think as long as they're not mean, as long as they're not, you know, you're not scaring people. No. Um, I think there's, I think there's, it's a delicious art form that is, is kind of dying to a certain extent. Go on, Kath. But those guys are ringing up, like, just, like, random... Like you said, a boxing place, and I think it is more delicious when it's someone like that guy, the Australian yeah. guy, who's yeah. sitting there all smug in his uh, studio and thinking that he's got it's got this made and it's all plain sailing. They're sort of rocking the boat. Yeah, I'm going to check them out over the weekend, Simon. Thank you for that, mate. Oh, best. Is it India? 
No, good. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I'm frustrated and we've only had one person saying it twice. Evening, Kyle. Evening, boss. You all right? No, I'm good. I'm hot, hot, hot because the air conditioning is broken, broken because apparently there is a nest of moths somewhere in the air conditioning. And, that's and they've why all got snacking. spanners. They've all got spanners. Everyone's ill as well at the moment. James Whale was off. Um, uh, Sam Delaney and his producer were off. Everyone's got some kind of lurgy. You need to step it up and do more shows. Yeah, well, I d- well I'm, I'm, I'm uh, my last uh, Virgin show this Sunday, guys. Come and get it while it's tepid. Oh, are you still playing records? Uh, I'll be playing um, the records they asked me to play, yes. Oh, I thought you were going to take your record player in. No, I don't, I don't know. Oh. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've been um, sworn on my bestest behaviour, and, and I will, because they, they were kind enough to let me go and play there for a few months. So, yeah, my, uh, Sunday, 10 o'clock in the morning, my last Virgin show for the foreseeable. Oh, that's a bit sad. Well, no, it's, no, it's not, right? It means I can have a line on Sunday mornings. Hmm... Every cloud. There we go. What you got for us? Uh, well, I was going to say. Well, I was, I was enjoying uh, a lot of. Those, I was uh, enjoying those prank calls, especially yeah. the Australian one, because he was getting proper annoyed. Wasn't oh, he? it's del- wonderful, wonderful. But I was, I was ringing because uh, I've done something tonight. I've, I've never done before in my life in forty-three years on the F. Absolutely, yeah, it sounds like a winder, but, but it genuinely happened. Yeah. Uh, I went. Uh, I went on a hand Oh. Was this with money that you'd claimed illegally from the DWP? Oh, now you see, I wasn't going to mention DWP, and if, if word gets back to them, they'll be straight cutting their benefits <laughs> off, won't they? There are photos of you out on a hen night. Wait, how can this man claim benefits when he can afford to go out on a hen night? Did you wear a sash and suspenders? Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. But uh, I ended up, there is one picture of me with, uh, so basically, it was a friend of mine, so we were all at school together, and she getting remarried, and another friend sort of said, uh, basically thinks we're going to stitch her up. So, do you mind coming along? I'm going to handcuff you to the bride-to-be oh God, for the evening. Oh, God, sounds absolutely hellish. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Do you know what? It was one of the best nights I've ever had. Oh. And, uh, and those women were filthy. Yeah. The things they said, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Catherine, you may have a different female perspective, but I was... The female perspective. I've not heard that phrase for a long time. Remember, Justin the ladies used to do ladies' perspective. Justin used to do. I had a man on my my hen night. One. Uh, what you had one? No, I. Oh, I, invited sorry, I a meant. man along. Okay, stripper, male stripper. No. Yep. Fr- no. Up, climb up the greasy pole. No. No. Okay. Put it this way, I wasn't his flavour. Did you did you splash out on a stripper? No, I whipped him all night with my lasso of truth. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I was dressed as Wonder what? Woman, but I wasn't thirty yet, so that was still okay. Well, that's already right, and I, and I need to tread really carefully, don't I? I'm, I'm, you know, because that's the thing. Because and I did say at one point, going because because people as well were asking me, sort of going, "Oh, are you uh, you're not with somebody at the minute, Carl? No, I've got a girlfriend." And I was like, and I was like, no. And funny enough, why do people assume that I'm gay? Because yeah. I'm like 43, I'm single, and, uh, and you're on a hen do. Yeah, yeah it's that are. it's usually the latter. <laughs> you're the only man on a hen night. You're usually the gay best friend. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was, uh, it was brilliant, because the uh, bride-to-be had uh, some bizarre sort of weird, oh, I and I've never seen it before, it was like a, a weird fat suit, but like in a leotard <laughs> with fake, fake boobs, if I can say that, and, uh, you, you know, and, boobs, I don't know why and a, a thong, and they were like, yeah, you've got to stick your hand on that car, you've got to stick your hand, get a picture of that, you touching that up. What were you touching up, around. a fake boob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, uh, it's quite. Yeah, I rest my head, in it. and then at one point my head was stuck in between. How did you? Can I ask you a question? How, yeah, how long did the night go on for? 
They're, st- they're still going. I left at... Uh, oh, what, tonight? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how I'm long were you there for? Uh, I went in at 8 and came at 11. And so then that's three hours. Here. How did you survive three hours with a massive boner? <laughs> <laughs> that, is that why you left early? So you, you uh, could... I, 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 I couldn't hide it. I just put a, uh, sort of well, I said, I said beer, Matt, but uh, yeah. it was just, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a half pint pot. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> well, Carl, thanks for sharing that with us. No, it's all right. There we go. And how charming that he thought that, that I would be shocked by women being filthy. <laughs> oh, three, four, four. How little he knows. Four, nine, nine, one thousand. <laughs> Lewis will come to you straight after these messages. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Howard Hughes, always uh, a great listen. Sunday nights at 10, it's my favourite favorite show. On talk radio, genuinely is. I think it's brilliant. It was cracking one on Sunday. He had a psychic on, uh, Catherine, uh, uh, <laughs> on a percentage, <laughs> on a percentage of zero to one hundred. Mm. Um, how much? Uh, how accurate was that psychic when well, people phoned in? I mean, define accurate. Did so- he get? Did he get anything right? Uh, not really, but nope. I started thinking I was psychic because I knew he wasn't going to get anything. Right. <laughs> it was brilliant. I've got a feeling I know how this is going to go. It- was it was brilliant and he was i mean fair play um he was um howard decided it was 60 percent accurate afterwards says emma who's answering the calls and actually uh, produces uh howard show 60 percent it was 80 percent entertaining well, I, I, fair play uh, once he was told their names he got their names right <laughs> Apart from once, actually, I think he got the name wrong as well. Someone. But what I love was he ploughed on regardless. Uh, no, yep. you you hold on to that because it will mm. make sense. What I'm not good at with the spirit world is timings. He, well, he said that some bloke um, tweeted in or texted in to complain that last time he was on, he phoned up and uh, uh, he he'd said, uh, right, well, uh, I can tell you're going to get airline tickets in the next three months. And the guy said that was like six months ago. I've not had any airline tickets. And he said, well, you know. Um, uh, it doesn't mean you won't get airline tickets at some <laughs> point in your life. I can't be. <laughs> He's I, right. I can't be. You know, the timing is is a really difficult thing, as you said. Timing is a difficult thing <laughs> to uh, place. Oh, I was funny. It was. I love Howard's show. Um, uh, no, he, he did. He did. He blamed the time difference between him and the UK, didn't he? Yeah. He said, "Well, here's the thing. I'm right? already in the morning, and you're already in my yeah, evening. No, I'm in. I'm in LA, right? And um, so so this is a kind of like a time travel." No, it's not. It's called time zones, you muppet. It's not time travel. <laughs> Just because it's mid-afternoon and it's night time here. It's not time travel, you put in. It's time zones. Did make me laugh. Evening, Lewis. Hello? Hello, Lewis. Hey, am I, am I on now? There's been a murder, Lewis. Oh, my God. All right, um, I can't stay for some now because I've got about... I've, the original reason why I rang in, yes, okay, was because you done the Ghostbusters two prank calls, yes, right, yeah, and I watched your rabbit hole TV thing on YouTube, and I saw that there was one that you done. That's a yellow sorry, card, Lewis. Sorry, That's sorry, a yellow sorry. card, buddy. <laughs> sorry, Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. Um, How high are you tonight, Lewis? On a scale of one to ten. It's my birthday. So eleven, wow, isn't it? Um, after midnight, it's my birthday. It's not after. It's not your birthday then. 
So yeah. keep your feet on the ground. Well, I, I, I can't stay on for long now because I'll go and meet my friends because we're going to go out. You're going to um, go and meet your friends at midnight, are you? I've got, well, I'm... Well, that's me in like forty-five minutes to go. But okay, I'm well, I tell, tell you what, Lewis. Let's not let's not keep you any longer. Uh, let's go to Connor. Good evening, Connor. Hi. Sorry. What for? My mouth was full of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah! I, here's the thing, right? I like peanuts. I like butter. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand peanut butter. Oh, I, love I think it. it is disgusting. Delicious. Is it the crunchy really? kind? Are you on crunchy? Yeah, it's crunchy. Mm-hmm. crunchy. No. Oh, it makes me gag. Gorgeous. Really? I had it for breakfast this morning with banana, uh, sliced banana as well. Mm, you dirty devil. So nice. Sounds good. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I was calling to um, say to Ian about um, the cost of video games. Yes. Um, it is £60. For a new... Vi- well, hang on. For a new video game now. Yesterday. What was it? It was FIFA, wasn't it? Yeah, and you said that that, so, yeah. that that fella's uh, kid was having him on. No, well, yeah, you, you, the, well, I know that, that, that if you buy, like, the deluxe versions of... It's about £90. Shut the front door. Right, hang know. on a minute. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Here we go. FIFA 18, Xbox. It's not 60 quid. You're lying. What is it? On Amazon, it's forty nine ninety nine. On the Xbox store, it's normally about, like... 60. Yeah, but this is it. Don't, why do you, why do you idiots buy, sorry, I don't, don't know you, Connor, you might not be an idiot, you might be an intelligent <laughs> gentleman, but why do you buy download, the, the downloads? That, that is the craziest thing that you can do, because you can't oh, share don't. it with your mates, and then you can't yeah. trade it in when you've got bored of it. Yeah, I agree, I, I don't do it, my brother Good. does. Well, yeah. You oh, tell yeah. him. You're right, look, on Amazon, right, so it's 50 quid, 49.99, the Xbox One download code is 59.99, so, hang on, it's more expensive to get less. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. That is insane. There we go. The, there we go. FIFA 18, the Ronaldo edition, is oh, wow. 70 yeah. quid. Or That's 90 horrible. quid to download it. That's an outrage. Jesus, that's 20 quid more to download it. I've seen one that was 120 to download. I think it was the new Halo when it came out. Oh. And the best version you could get of that was about 120. But the thing is, uh, what? Yeah. oh, it's a con. It's a real con. It's ripping off kids and it's ripping off parents and it's ripping off gamers, you know. It, uh, mm. it breaks my heart because people, people are prepared to pay for it, so they will keep putting the prices up. And it's yeah, I mean, awful. I remember growing up and having a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and you could get games for ten ten pounds. Yeah. And, and I, new games. I get it. I, like, I get it that, that, you know, there are huge teams that make these games. It is like making mm. a movie, um, and the games industry makes more money than the movie industry. That's a fact. And I, and I get that there are huge teams, but I can't get how a football game is 60 quid to not own it and 50 quid to own it. I, 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 and mm. 50 quid is still pretty pricey. Pretty pricey for a game. Yeah, it is. Particularly for is. FIFA. FIFA 18, which will, will be... <laughs> Not much different from FIFA yeah, 17. They come out every year. That's the thing. And, uh, you know, as soon as that comes out, FIFA, seven, FIFA 17 will then be a fiver, and FIFA 16 will be two quid. So, you know, mm. there will still be loads of people playing FIFA 16 because not everyone can afford 50 quid a pop every year. Yeah. Well, Connor, yeah. Um, what, what are you playing at the moment? Uh, nothing. I've just moved to Dublin for uni. Hang on. So, oh, you not got your console with you? 
No, I haven't, gutted, no. Gutted, man. I know. I was playing Titanfall, though, Titanfall 2. I love that. Uh, I, I didn't dig Titanfall. I couldn't get into it. It's the only shooter game that I'm actually good at. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think barely anyone else plays it, so I'm just... <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking, I want a new, I want to get, I want to throw myself into a, a, a vast, immersive Xbox One video game where I can get mm. lost in a rich world and play it online with many, many other people. And, um, I don't think such a game exists for the Xbox. Have you played Elder Scrolls Oblivion? That's quite an old one, isn't it? Yeah, but they kind of did a newer one oh. recently, oh. um, for X, for the Xbox, oh. um, I think it's, it was it was either remastered, but then I think they actually did do a new game for that. Oh, so know. that could be worth looking into. I am go- I'm Amazon Amazoning it now. Connor, thank you very much, mate. No problem. Enjoy. Cheers. Uh, Connor's finding out about something we were talking about yesterday. You're always welcome to do that. Mm. Or if you heard something on the podcast, can I have an out time, please, Emma? Uh, or, or, or if you heard something on the podcast, you're always welcome to call in about The thing stuff. is, like the spirit world, we're, yeah. we're a bit sketchy on timings, oh, aren't we? Absolutely. Muppets. Uh, let's play one more classic call. Uh, now, if you are of a certain age, you will know uh, exactly where you were when someone phoned up. I think it was going live. <laughs> yes. To, to speak to the pop group Five Star. Um, we've bleeped it. Um, but someone phoned up. Uh, you know, what they used to do on these Saturday morning kids shows was they'd have a pop group there and they would all be sat there holding phones to their ears, even though the sound was be- boomed out through the, the, speak- the, the, the studio. So they didn't have to have the phones on their ears. Um, and you were allowed to phone up and say what you ask a question. And it was normally like, who writes the songs? Where do you get your ideas from? Um, but then... Then someone phoned up Five Star and did this. Okay, Elliot, what's your question? I'd like to ask Five Star where they're like, crap, they're Thanks very much, Elliot. Yeah, there we go. Now, that is a classic, right? That is a classic. And I saw that happen, and it was one of the great moments of my life. Not quite so famous is the Matt Bianco one. Now, Matt Bianco. I mean, they were they were a ropey band in the eighties. Were really. they kind of like a pop jazz combo? Did they do? Get out of your sleep, yeah. baby. I saw that on Top of the Pops the other day. Right. It's the most boring song ever. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just like three repo- repeating motifs. It doesn't go anywhere. They were kind of st- a bit style over substance, weren't they? Yeah. They used to wear the trousers really high in sort of 1930s style. Sort of gr- slick, slick back yeah. hair. And, sort of spivvy, um, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but the, the, it, Matt Bianco got what we like to call in the industry five-starred. Hello, <laughs> Simon. You're through to Matt Bianco. Hello, Matt Bianco. Hello, Simon. Play again, because that's a tough one to hear, but it's great. Hello, Simon. You're through to Matt Bianco. Hello, Matt Bianco. Hello, Simon. It's it's great, isn't it? It's great. And that... I don't think a TV show would take the risk of having a live phone in anymore. I don't think I don't think they would. So those moments can't ever happen anymore. Certainly not a, not a mainstream TV show. Maybe one of the the cable channels and I'll play um some prankery to a, to a Christian channel. But the Christian channel one there's two there's two videos of the same channel. And the first one I watched it I thought well it I thought nah, it's a little bit of a low shot. It's very funny, but 
Christian channel. It's a bit of, you know, it's a bit easy. But then the second one, when the woman's got a right cob on, I thought, no, no, fair play. They deserve it. They deserve it. Uh, dear listener, we're having a, a nice gentle stroll through. We're talking about fanzines. We're talking about pop groups. We're talking about prank phone calls. Not the ones made by Steve Penk or Noel Edmonds where they phone out, but where people phone in. Uh, you're welcome to share your stories on that. Uh, coming up as well after midnight, we'll have uh, Jeff Fahey on, who was in Lost and was in Lawnmower Man and is, is, is just a brilliant actor and a really, really nice guy. Um, but you can call in about anything. 0344 499 1000. Talked about video games as well. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you speak to Emma. She will take your details and will call you back. So at the most, it will cost you a few pennies. For the majority of you, um, it's going to be absolutely free. Um, if you've ever done prank calls, if you want any tips on doing prank calls, then uh, this is the place to be. Um, new listeners, my name is Ian Lee. Her name is Catherine Boyle. The show, if you have a Rage Our Diary, is called The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The radio station you're listening to, well, dear Lord, it's uh, only a talk radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, 
um, Twitter says, you can't beat a bit of Matt Bianco. Get a bigger yes, stick. Yes, you can. That'd be an awful, awful, awful song. So we're talking about, um, coming up this hour, we'll have Jeff Fahey, uh, who I met earlier on today. Um, and um, we're talking about um, prank calls. We're talking about, um, I don't know. I'm humming and orange, I, There's one that is... Um, there's one that's rude, okay? BBC Radio Ulster. It was a text. You can text in these places. Well, actually, no. I can, I can play... Oh, I've not got... Um, hang on a minute. I've not got the, all the ones that I thought I had. Hang on, 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 hang on. Not that one, not that one, not that one. Hang on a minute. Let me play this one. Um, BBC Radio... This is the one I played you earlier on. This is this is great. This is to, to WM in uh, West Midlands. Matt on the text says me. So this is this is a text. This is another form of prank where people send him rude stuff on text. And normally it's stuff like um, uh, silly names like uh, Connie Lingus and things like that. Right, okay, so you got you got to read the text. You got no got a bit, a bit of nouse about you. Matt on the text says, me and a small group of friends are trying to keep alive the old black country art of rimming. <laughs> We meet once a week to exchange different styles and techniques. What on earth is rimming, people? Gosh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It sounds like something rude, actually. Yep. Matt, can can somebody call Matt, please? Because I, I have no idea what rimming is. So we need to get him on. It's an old black country art, and they exchange different styles and techniques. And now let's uh, while we do that, let's get to uh, Rosemary and Dudley. Morning, Rosemary. Morning. Here we go, here we go. People used to try that stuff with me when I was yeah. a BBC local oh, people radio always try presenter. It. I think because they thought I was. Um, a, a woman, yeah. and they thought I was sensible. Yeah. They didn't realise that I uh, I know about all that filthy stuff. You always get people whose names were Mike Hock. Mike Hock, you know, or, or Michael Hunt. Yes. You know, you'd get you'd get those all the time, and, and, and you've got to be an idiot to, to not that. Now, there's one I don't know if I can play. It was, it was a text to um, BBC Radio Ulster. So it was read out. <clears throat> um, I'm going to wear it. Look at me. I'm getting old. I'm going to wear on the side of caution and not play it. Right? Um, and I t- I t- I'll tell you why. Because it is a joke about Jimmy Savile. Right? Do you know the one? No. I'm going to wear on the side of caution. Yeah, I was going to say, if in doubt, do now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to wear on the side of caution. But someone makes um i mean it, it, okay here we go it's very very funny and i'm going to play it to you during the break Catherine. right but it is it is it's a very inappropriate off color um it's it, it, it remark yeah um you know link connected with with jimmy savile's crimes I, 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 and the thing is that they're not making a joke about child abuse but like i suppose in some ways they kind of are uh, if you want to listen to it if you google if you go on YouTube, Radio Ulster, Jimmy Savile, you can hear it there. I'm going to wear it on the side of caution and not play it. Um, but it, it, it is this this modern thing um, with presenters that aren't focused. You know, you've got... Here's the thing. Everyone says, oh, three, we work three hours a day. It's an easy gig. Well, actually, we, we work a few more. You work a lot more hours than that, Kath. But for me, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's prep. A lot of the day is me thinking about where we might want to take the show that night. Um and it's not three hours of just being sat here. It's three hours of intense 
concentration. I'm not saying this to big myself up. It's intense focus because I've got to be focused the whole time because I can't let any of this stuff slip through. I can't let the, the you know a text like that about Jimmy Savile slip through. I can't because you've you've got to be on the ball. And a lot of presenters aren't on the ball. They're not focused. No, especially if they've been doing it for a long time yep. in the same slot and they're kind of, know, there's a lot of people who are sort of mates with the boss and all that stuff and they yep. feel so secure they're just sitting there biding their time. Yep, 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 yep. You yep, can yep. tell those guys. Uh, you can let's, tell. Oh, you can, of course you can. Let's go to um to Matt in Australia. Or is he in India? We just don't know. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you going, Ian? Yeah, very well, mate. What have you got for us? It was uh, it was to do with uh, Matt Bianco. Uh, so I haven't heard that song for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it, uh, it took me down a little bit of a, a rabbit hole. Go on. Um, there, is a, uh, there was a fantastic uh, uh, singer uh, in the background uh, called Basha, uh, B-A-S-I-A. And yeah. uh, he was in, um, she was doing the doobie-doobie-doobie bit. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, back in the day, uh, it was 1987, again, taking me down the rabbit hole and using old Google just then, um, she released, uh, she went solo, and uh, she released um, uh, some great songs, and um, yeah, she was fantastic. I think she would be a good guest to get on. Do you know, what, well, we, we've been a little bit rude about Matt Bianco this evening, so so, so it might be tricky. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, And I, I would imagine that the, 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 the songs that she released, they weren't particular hits, were they? No, but but it yeah. was, you know, it, back in back in the day, it was all very Sade and all that kind yeah. of uh, that kind of style. And uh, she is not; she doesn't uh, sing sing like the Matt Bianco stuff. It's, really, uh, it's very, uh, very, very good. I thoroughly recommend. Well, do you know what, Matt? Uh, I'm going to YouTube one of her songs on Sunday, yeah. and if I don't like it, I'm going to. You actually, whereabouts in Australia are you? Adelaide. Right. Well, if I don't like it, uh, then I'll be in Adelaide. Yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> and I'll, 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 I'll punch you in the nose. How's about that? Okay. Can I give you the song to uh, to to, uh, to look at then? Tell what you're going to do. You're going to give me the song. We're going to do it now. Oh dear! Oh! Instant response, Matt. This oh, is it. Go on. Pressure, what is it? Pressure. Time and tide from 1987. That's 15-year-old me. Uh, uh, ge- uh, geeking out. I probably haven't heard it in uh, 20 plus years, but I do. I do think it was pretty good back then. Hang on. Here we go. Is this the one? Yeah. It's hard for me to stop the heart. Love never knows when the time is right. I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, well, it gets better. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm about to Google flights to Australia. <laughs> I guess better. Okay. There we go. It's picking up a bit. Matt, um, in the words of uh, that Australian radio saying. presenter, if, if, if you ever think about calling this show again, <laughs> mate, don't. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you Tuesday then, yeah? See, see you then, Matt. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll yep, have a, um, a cold compress ready for the nose. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
but he tried. That was nice of him to um, to try. Um, let's take a quick break, um, and I'll play you that. Um, I'll unplug this. Make sure I don't broadcast it. I'll play the, um, the the thing in a second. Here we go. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there on talk radio? Hello. Let me play you another one. We've got some calls. and Oh, let's go to David first. Good evening, David. Hello, Ian. It's Dave again. Hello, Dave. From, uh, the bean maid from Westminster. Oh, now, and, uh, what, remind me Remind me what you called in about before. Well, I've been trying to rustle up my mates. That was it. That was I it. I used to work at the, on the beans in Westminster Borough Council. And did you, have and, you managed, this was in the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, and the, through the 80s, we started in the 70s, way through the 80s. Yeah. Have you managed to, um, track down any of these guys and gals, girl guys, probably? Well, I found Dave. Oh, yeah. I, I ain't found Dave, okay. or Dave. Yes. Or Sparty. Okay, or, or the other Dave? But I, uh, but I have found Dave. How did you find Dave? Dave, a different Dave. Wait, no, hang on. The Dave in the pub. The, but the, but, oh, he, was he not one of the Daves from the the the, the, no, the dirt wagon? No, no, dirt wagon. Oh. I, I ain't heard him called that for years. Well, I'm an old man. Uh, Dave. <laughs> dirt wagon. And yeah, I've got another mate, Dave. I moved up north. Yes. There'll be other mate, Dave. Yes. Up here. Yeah. He heard the radio show. And they used the internet after hearing. Yes. And I was like, it would have just come to me and asked. Yes. But, uh, so he went on the, uh, huh? Face Friends thing, the book, uh, still fangled yep. internet thing. Yeah, yeah. And said, so, does anybody know Dave? Yep. Dave. Dave and Dave and Sparky. And Sparky. To get in contact with me, Dave. Yes. And uh, he's looking to pass on his wishes and catch up with you and that. So pass on his wishes, yes, 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 he yes. He did that, and uh, Dave got in contact with him through Dave. Right. But he, he, this Dave's a right tosser. Right, well. Didn't, didn't get on with him at the time. Statistically, it's it's very likely. Yeah. Okay, we, we finish at one, by the way, yeah? Well... I was wondering, just off the back of this call... Yes. ...if you can put put another call out for the... For Sparky. For Sparky. Or Dave. And the other Daves. The one who's not a tosser. The one who's not... There's three more Daves. Yep. And I'm Dave. And just give us their names again, How Dave. How many three more Daves? There's only three more Daves. Until Christmas. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just give us their names again, Dave. 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 Let me just write this down, yep. Uh-huh. Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got the other Dave, and he's a tosser. And Sparky. All right, Dave, well, listen, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Cheers, Dave. Uh, Ian. Yep, thank you. Um, putting a tweet out. Okay. Um, so this is the one to a Christian um, uh, TV channel. There's all these channels, you know, stuff. And um, I think this is delicious. I think this is delicious. 
Okay, so this is there's a couple of calls. Have a look. Well, they're not calls; they're emails. You can email in for prayers and stuff. Okay. There's someone who's written a story here. It's a long one. Um, it says, I'm, an, "I'm a newly born again Christian, and would like to share my story of salvation with you." I was born in West Philadelphia and also <laughs> raised there. I spent most of my days playing basketball on a playground, but also chilling out and relaxing. But then one day, a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my living area. I ended up getting into a fight, which terrified my mother. As a result, she sent me away from West Philadelphia to the most peaceful area of Bel Air. Then listen. That's from Fresh Oh, okay. You hear someone going, that's from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. I think, yeah, I think there's some, there's some Mongolians on the system. Mongolians? <laughs> I think that's what he says, Mongolians. Okay. Um, you know what? The other guy's tickled. Let me take this caller. Joyce from... Um, uh, my inspiration in life is a man I met in Nigeria called Ben Kenobi. He taught me so much about the force that spirituality has. It can be used for good and it can be used for bad. There is a light and a dark to everything. It's up to us to make sure that the light side of things outweighs the dark side. But in the kingdom of God, it's all about light. No darkness at all. So, but people go over and get powers from the enemy. And that's darkness, really. I helped him spread his message as best as I could for summer. For the summer, I was there. But one man with a particularly sharp tongue attacked his beliefs one day and he disappeared shortly after. He believed the midichlorians controlled all of us and created all of us. He didn't think that the force of spirituality and midichlorians went hand in hand. Ben taught me that we must always try to live in harmony with all other forces of the universe. I don't think that is biblical because... No, it's not biblical. It's Star Wars. And it's beautiful. And it's beautiful because it's not that mean. It's, you know. Anyway, a few days later, there's a young lady hosting the show. Prayer is that that will happen. Stephen says, growing up on the mean streets of West Philadelphia, I never <coughs> dreamed that I would even be able to own <coughs> TV equipment to view a channel such as yours. What made this all possible for me was the loving embrace of my auntie stationed in Bel Air. <laughs> it was there that I first caught a glimpse of your channel and knew from that moment on that my circle of trusted faces had grown substantially. Upon one of my m many visits back to West Philadelphia before the recession hit, I visited the playground where I spent most of my days shooting some basketball, but also just chilling out and relaxing. The, I don't think that story is genuine. I think the guy is a clown. He's a joker. He's yeah. been sending the material to all the programs. All right, okay. Well, Listen let's delete her. him. She's a good we'll Christian woman. We'll permanently delete him good from Christian. the uh, turn the other from cake. the list. Apparently, you know? the story is you know what he's been sending through is the story of the Prince of Bel Air, the, the black guy. Oh yes, yeah, I know. The Prince yeah, of Bel Air, yeah, yes. the black guy. Yeah, but right. he just wraps it up in a way to make it look like it's a true sure. story. Okay, well that's fine. I only read a fraction of it. <laughs> all right, getting quite good actually at. Uh, at yeah. getting rid of the rubbish and I've love. already no. deleted two or three. We'll just that, get Dan uh, to sort that, out Bel Air. That we're not genuine. That's that's absolutely fine. So she's not going to so get quite again, gone, is she? Nope. Deleted from the system nope. and his email address will also be deleted from our system. Um, let me see. Um, she's a miserable so-and-so. 
Okay, please pray for my cousin Carlton and my uncle <laughs> Phil, who have both been having a very hard time finding jobs. Thank you so much, Will. So that's for Carlton and Phil, who are having trouble finding jobs. And if you just cross off from that prayer list, the people looking for a job, because that was a hoax email as well. It was a hoax as well, because okay, they, so were, they just, mentioned some strange yeah, names. That's right. And so those was, names also, yeah, they're so ballet people. They are ballet people. about 10 hoax emails, and I can actually delete them faster than you can um, write them, so they won't, won't be read out. But be, if, it, if it causes entertainment to, um, to you, then do carry on sending them, because it oh. takes me half a second to press the delete button and delete it. Um, but uh, it's fine. It's a snowy day. You're probably um, very, very sad people oh, have nothing else to do oh. with your lives. Um, but um, I'm more than happy for you to send them. Um, I'm not even reading them. I've actually got the gist of it now. And the delete button takes me about half a second to do. So just carry on. Okay. Brilliant. Burn. <laughs> they, are, they, they, they are also Bel-Air people. <laughs> you know, the black guy. Oh, I love it. And this is it. I love it, right? And I, I, I guess if there's any point to tonight's show, and there isn't, um, I do want people to do prank calls because I think they're lovely because we're laughing a lot. I don't. I think those are a couple of years old, the, the, the ones there. Um, I do want people to do prank calls because I, 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 I miss them. I think they're very funny. I think there's an art to them. There's certainly a skill you got if you're going to speak to a phone operator and not this show, but other shows, you've got to sound convincing. I did a wonderful prank call. If anyone, uh, which I, where it was to Mo Molum when I was on the 11 o'clock show and we phoned up Mo Molum. It's not that funny, um, but she was on BBC One. It was, it was BBC Two and it was convention season and um, she'd been seen dancing with with. Uh, Chris Evans and I said like, how could you be seen um, schmoozing with that ginger idiot she was oh Chris Evans I said no 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 it's, it was it was uh, Robin Cook now not particularly hilarious but she laughed a lot and it wasn't me I, I, I guess what I'm saying is dear listener go and do go and do prank phone calls go and do prank phone calls as long as they're not mean and, and the radio industry will hate me for this but humanity deserves it i think they're funny i think if they're done with with a skill they are great um i think as long as they're not mean as long as you're not mocking people as long as you're not in you know overly insulting the uh the presenter that y- y- listen you listen to radio guys you know some of the stuffier presenters that perhaps deserve a little rocket a little pinprick in in their pomposity <laughs> you know um, I, I think so. We, we've got a full switchboard. I'm going to, and I'm going to speak to Andrew. Can we let uh, uh, Dom and David and Al? I'm really sorry. We're not going to have time for you because we're going to go to the Jeff Fahey interview in a bit. Uh, Andrew, go on. What have you got for us? Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, how's Kath? Um, let me ask her. <clears throat> Catherine, Andrew wants to know how you are. Oh, um, I'm all right. How's Andrew? Uh, she's all right. Oh, ha- well. Hang on. She's all right. Okay. How are you, Andrew? Okay. Um, I, it's funny you're talking about the uh, prank calls because uh, the call you did to Mike Dickin about the millennium was uh, one of my favourite bits oh, of radio. You. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Again, not mean, you know. And I caught him when I knew he wasn't listening and um, spoke nonsense for three minutes. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, before I go, um, I've been telling people for many years that news stands. Well, do you know what news stands for? It's an abbreviation. No. 
Well, um, I I thought it's stuff for notable events, weather and sport. But um, apparently it doesn't. It's, um, go on, go on. it's from... Well, no, apparently not. It's not a prank call. Um, it started in the 14th century when the English word news developed as a special use of the plural form of new. If this is a prank call, it's it's one of the dullest. But I'm... Ho- you know, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm primed and I'm hovering over the dump button. Um, no, 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 that's it. Um, that's, that's everything. Thank you very much indeed. I don't um, let's play one more. Uh, the, the, the texts are uh, um, texts are generally read. When I um, did BBC Six Music for a while, they would print off the texts and, and, and bring them into me, but they would scribble some out that were basically saying, this bloke's an idiot, get him off. And so mm. they would scribble them out because I couldn't see them. This is one of my favourite, favourite, favourites. Um, oh, hang on. We've got just had a text message here. She's my great. name is Margaret, and I have a lovely pair of thick beef curtains. Here we go. No, you don't make curtains out of beef. Think you've got. And I'm looking for another pair for my spare room. Has anyone got a pair for sale? Thick beef curtain. Am I missing something here? Is that for midnight snacks? (laughs) (laughs) It could be beige. Could that Margaret? uh, It could be some innuendo here that I'm not reading in, which I should understand. It could be. I don't know. Uh, Is she a butcher's wife? Do you think? I have no idea. Margaret, you give us a call. You're on 080, your last three digits. Give us a call. Come on here. And I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Perhaps it's an old-fashioned design. I love that. Isn't that just wonderful? Absolutely wonderful. Um, Have fun with that. Sorry, with this out time, Emma, does that mean there's no talk up on the other side? Or is there... um, There's no... Beautiful. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, So, listen, uh, my message to you is, um, if if you're bored and if you're um, uh, lonely or if you're hungry like Catherine, (laughs) whose stomach is gurgling away there... um, I think a prank call to to uh, I don't think there are as many TV stations that you can phone into now. It's it's I don't as you know I don't really watch telly anymore, and I've certainly don't flick through um, the Freeview stuff, so I don't know. But if you can find something, if you can phone them up, you can do it abroad as well. You know, you can phone up foreign uh, radio shows and TV programs and um, make it funny. If you're going to do it, don't be mean. Make it funny. Um, and, and, um, you know, enjoy it. I mean, I guess my favourite out of the ones we played tonight is India. India. Because that's one of those ones where it it just got a life of its own. It's a a, a group of mates having a laugh. And then it was so delicious. And the host's reaction was so wonderful. Um, that, that random started phoning in and joining in as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've pissed off everybody I've ever worked with in radio stations by saying, hey, go out and do prank calls. But, you know, I think there's an art form, and it kept me entertained when I was um, a sad, lonely, 25, 26. You know, it also got me the sack from loads of stuff when I phoned up Victoria Derbyshire and uh, had a pop at Dwayne Chambers. Got me um, That got me threats of physical violence and a sack from the one show. <laughs> so um, just be careful, guys, is uh, what I will say. Um, if you're coming tomorrow night, to um, see me play a radio. I can't remember what time it's on, but it's sold out. Uh, we have, uh, there'll be 37 bodies um, lying or sitting on the floor. 
Bring a cushion, bring a pillow, bring a, a bivouac, bring a, a yoga mat, make yourself comfortable. You will be in the dark. No funny business, please. Um, coming up after the break um, is a chat with the American actor Jeff Fahey, who is um, he's kind of in loads of stuff. He is um, most famous, I guess, for being in The Lawnmower Man and... Um, Lost fans will remember him as uh, Lapidus. Uh, I used to call him Lapinus. Um, he was the helicopter pilot. and um, But he's he's been in loads and loads of stuff. Honestly, if you Google him, um, he's one of those actors that's been in hundreds and hundreds of TV shows and movies. Some quite big ones, some not particularly big, but big. But he's, 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 he's a brilliant actor. He's a really good actor. Um, he's over here doing a play. Uh, it was in uh, Windsor. It finishes in Windsor tomorrow. But he's doing a tour, and he, he'll list all the tour dates. That man's got a memory on him. Um, and he's over here doing a play. And uh, I was absolutely delightful to um, go and hang out with him. So stay tuned. Coming up after the break, it's me having a chat with the actor Jeff Fahey. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. I've not had to travel far for this interview. I'm in Windsor, where I kind of live. Just walking down the high street, past the castle. The Queen isn't in today. I'm lucky. Um, I'm going to Windsor Theatre, which is a delightful theatre, to meet Jeff Fahey. Now, some of you you geeks will know Jeff Fahey as the star of The Lawnmower Man and, of course, Lapidus in Lost, a show I was obsessed with for a few years until it stabbed me in the back. Um, and he's just like he's just a, a, a brilliant actor, bit of a legend, really. Um, and he's doing a play in Windsor, although I think it's coming to an end this weekend. Um, it's been quite tricky to sort this out, if I'm completely honest. Um, but 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 um, he, uh, I think the, the show's doing a tour. We'll talk about that anyway. Let's uh, let's see if he's there. Here we go, let us see, let us see. Hello, I'm meeting Rebecca Gavin. I'm a little bit early, shall I just loiter around Ian Lee? Thank you very much. Have you not been down here yet? Wait, oh, this is where we have your cocktails then. Yeah, because the bar's just there. Which way are we going? Right. Uh, We're going left. We're going left, I'll follow you. Go on. All right, I remember. Who's playing the piano? Is that actually something uh, playing the piano, isn't it? Yeah, I'm feeling in the range of a pianist. Thank you. It's <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Excellent. Do you know who's a great pianist? Who is this? Really? Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, a very. Did you play on opening night? No, I haven't even heard her play. You did have a pianist. Yeah, and then she said, "Have a seat, mate. I'll come." She said it would be. Um, I'm going to press record. Now, Ian. Whoa, hey. You hang have on. a blog, don't you? Yeah, kind of. I know about you, brother. No, I'm kidding. Whoa. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. We've met before. Where, where, where I want you to remember it. Look in my uh, face. Twelve Angry Men. No, no, no. I came, um, to, I came to Hawaii for Lost. You, oh. We hugged on the beach, and it, it meant everything to me, but I'm guessing it meant nothing to you, Jeff. That's, um, I've carried that around well, with me I, for years. Apparently, I've hugged a few people on the beach. <laughs> Ian or Liam? Ian. Ian okay, Lee. Liam, let's get oh, going. Jesus. Oh, don't be. Is he going to be tough? Okay, I remember. It was Waikiki. You don't remember, but well <laughs> done. Well done. Uh, how you doing? You all right? Fantastic. How man. come you... Lo- first thing, 
how come you look so young, man? And it was, the last time I saw you was a few years ago in Hawaii. You look Hawaii. younger now. I don't know, maybe the, uh, the spirit uh, grows and, uh, and slows everything down. How's that one? <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Literally. Um, welcome yeah. to Windsor. I know this, I you're kind of finishing in Windsor tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, how have you found it? Love it. It's, it's, it, I was talking to uh, some friends uh, back in the States on the phone earlier today. They were asking me how it was going. I said, it's like a working vacation yeah. without working. You know, I'm just having a blast. Yeah. I, I love being being here. Uh, have you interviewed uh, Martin by chance? No, I haven't. Are you going to? No. Oh, because he'll. Well, then I'll tell you the story, which he likes to tell about Bill Kenwright calling me. Uh, uh, oh gosh, five weeks ago now. Yeah. No, um, well, six because we had four weeks of rehearsal, and this is our second week of running. So I was in uh, Belgrade and finishing a project on a film and then from there I was headed to Jordan to do some some work with the refugees and uh, which um, I get a phone call on a Saturday night uh, on my cell phone at a restaurant and with the the producer of the film and it's Bill it's Bill he says Jeff so how are you I said great man how you doing he goes you want to come back to the West End uh, uh, with with and do another show with me and Martin I said, yeah, man, anytime. He goes, how about Monday? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Saturday. Wow. And, uh, and I said, yeah, absolutely. I've got to rearrange some, some jazz. Yeah. And, um, and then halfway through the phone call, he goes, don't you want to know what the play is? And I said, yeah, well, I do, but uh, I'm, I'm coming back to work with you guys regardless. And he said, uh, it's the best man. And I thought, this is fantastic. Yeah. Because it's, for me, it's like, doing another play at the level of 12 Angry Men, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. the last one we did. And uh, so I couldn't get to rehearsal uh, on that Monday, but I did get in on Tuesday. So we rehearsed for those four weeks and then opened here in Windsor, got up here two weeks ago. It's been wonderful. And you're doing the t whole tour of the, the country, are you? Yeah, so we leave here. We'll finish the two weeks in Windsor um, Saturday. I don't expect you to know every... But I do. Do you? Do you? I got it down, brother. This is a man who wandered in at six o'clock and said, I think I had an interview, did I? <laughs> yeah. I <don't> wanna... <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. I, I mean, I mean, well, that's a, a wonderful, uh, as I said, a wonderful mistake. Yeah. I mean, I came in to warm up to, to try out some, uh, a few things uh, that I'm going to try tonight um, with the character, you know, yeah. some movement and so on. And here you are, so... It's worked out beautifully. Yes. So, on, where are you going, then, around the country? So, uh, Sunday, we'll finish here Saturday night, tomorrow. Uh, Sunday morning, take the train to Brighton. Right. Um, then we open in Brighton Monday. We'll do eight shows there. Close next Saturday. Mm. Then sun that Sunday, uh, head to Richmond. Okay, yeah. Eight shows there. Then that Sunday, travel to um, Cambridge. Uh, no, Bath, to to Bath. Bath. That's Bath. Right, then yes. we go to Bath. Well done. And uh, eight shows there. And then that Sunday, travel to um, to Sheffield. No, to Cambridge. Then Cambridge. Eight shows in Cambridge. Then go to Sheffield. And I think we finish there. We'll do eight shows there. And I think our, our last night is October 28th. Okay.
Do you get to see any of the places when you're, you're going around? Because you're busy. You're doing loads of shows. Well, we, now that we're settling in and we yeah. don't rehearse all day and then do the shows at night, I've been able to walk around Windsor, and, and, uh, and it's been wonderful because they've arranged uh, flats or hotels oh. for me near the theatre. Oh, fantastic. So I walk yeah. uh, uh, to the, to the theatre every day. Have you seen the Queen? She's not well, in today. I've noticed the flag's not flying, so she's not in today. We had tea today. Did you really? Yes, well, I, well I asked you. her not to fly the flag so we could go, you know, <laughs> keep key. it under the radar, low-key, you know. <laughs> Tell me about the play. Yep. All right, so the play is Gore Vidal uh, uh, wrote the play in 1959. Mm. It premiered on Broadway in 1960 uh, to great success, and uh, it was a hot topic at the time. Mm. Well, it, it still is. I mean, it's, it's timeless, this play, because of its uh, structure and, and content. And, I mean, it's just not political. It's not a political drama. I, I, I like to say it's, a, it's about the, the, the struggles and, and uh, the challenges of human emotion when mm. people are close to power and what they would do for power, whether it's in politics. This just happens to be in the world of politics. But I think it happens in every world mm. uh, that we're that, that position of great power and what one would do. And also, is one qualified? What are the qualifications? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need? I like to think that we we need certain elements of both of these characters. If if my character Joe Cantwell uh, had the the moral and, and and integrity and principle that Martin's character um, Bill Russell has, mm-hmm. and if Bill Russell Martin's character had the drive. And the and the um, not necessarily the arrogance, but the drive mm. that that my character has, because my character does he is quite arrogant. But I think we could do with a little less of that. And all of us. Um, I'm not, and I'm not. These aren't cheap shots at any particular individual. Yeah. I mean, I w- I think that uh, we're all guilty. Oh God, yeah. We're all guilty. You know what? What has anyone done to get to where they are? Yeah. I'm not saying that everybody has done bad things, but. Uh, you know, no one's a saint. Except for possibly you. And possibly you. Possibly. 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 You are, are, are looking, you know, because obviously we hugged because of the lawnmower man, and I, thank, oh. I was thanking you for that. I loved Lost. I saw a brilliant little, uh, I think it was a TV movie that was on the other day that you were in. I can't remember what it was called, but it was, it was involving time travel, as all the best things do. It was a recent thing. Your CV, you've done so much stuff... You've got to be doing something right, haven't you? How did, how did a young kid from New York go on to make movies, go on to make, you know, some of the hugest TV shows come and, d- d- say, just get a phone call saying, can you come and be in a play in Britain on Monday? How, how did that happen? Well, I think uh, a lot of it is luck. Yeah. I mean, well, truly. Well, I'm not taking away from the craft or, or the, what one puts into uh, one's career. Yeah. Um, but luck definitely has a lot to do with it and and uh, and i think uh, the drive that one has um but yeah i have to say that anyone who is working uh well i can only speak for myself i feel lucky and grateful and my old friend robert mitchum always told me he said jeff an actor has to work so uh, i i've never waited for a particular role or a particular 
status yeah. of a of a project. It's always been a work in progress for me. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great adventure. Yeah. And and um, having said that, then every once in a while these gems come along, yeah. and I think um, hopefully we're ready for them because. Um, because of all the work that's put in, yeah. and and also, and I'll finish on this about that uh, subject is that uh, I try to always take the work seriously, but not myself. And then you end up working with some great cats along the mm. way, you know, and having a blast. You just mentioned Robert Mitchum. That's a wonderful name to yeah. slip in the conversation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did how did you work with him? I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, um, Bob and I. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, we worked together. We did a, a film, as he liked to call it, uh, a carpet commercial. And that's in direct reference to this because, uh, you know, about working. Yeah. We did a film years ago in, in South Africa. Oh, gosh. I, can't, I don't remember the name of the film uh, right now. I, I will by the end of the interview. But um, And that's where we became very close. Wow. And, um, you know, a lot of evenings with a lot of whiskey and great stories he was a great storyteller yeah. and and he went back to through his whole career you know over the few weeks that we were together there i mean everybody howard hughes you know Otto preminger great stories with everyone and all wonderful fun stories that had this this great um sort of um profound lesson yeah. in behind each story you know uh, similar to you as well in that he had a huge you know back catalog of movies some of which got lots of attention some of which didn't get as much attention but there was always a level of quality he always gave an excellent performance in there and he made hundreds of films yeah he? he i remember asking him i said bob how, how many films uh, have you made and he goes oh kid i stopped counting at 150, <laughs> <laughs> he, he put that little beat there. And just, yeah, at 150. But he 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 believed in working. And yeah. he, he, again, he believed in that. Right up to that, the end as well. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, putting hard work into it and and enjoying it at the same time and and realizing that it's it's even though the story, whatever the story may be, may have a wonderful, great impact to the audience. Mm. Um, one of the things he gave me, uh, and and I've always hopefully entertained that, it may have a profound impact on the audience. But you got to be cool and just take it easy and realize you're just telling a story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So let that happen to them and and just remain the same. Uh, it was interesting. You, you you came in by you know by coincidence, despite the fact we had this booked, that you came in yeah. <laughs> to say because you you you're still kind of trying things out. With the character, will you be doing that for the whole run, or is it because it's still the first couple of weeks? All the way to the end. Really? Even when we, at the end of 300 performances of 12 Angry Men, I was still trying things. And, I, and it's not just me, I think everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. It, not major changes, just tweaking little Subtle. moments on, on some timing or, or, or changing something. Mm. Something may work. But uh, there might be another possibility yeah. of, uh, and and not necessarily to to trick the audience, but uh, or or manipulate, but just find more music within in mm. the each moment. Yeah, you know? um, it's funny you mention music. I was I can't remember who it was. 
I was re- I, it may have been Peter Cook. Uh, no, it was Dudley Moore. It was a Dudley Moore thing. He was comparing comedy to jazz. Yeah. In that the trick with jazz is you've just got to hit that beat at the the, the last possible moment. Mm-hmm. And he said it's kind of the same with comedy. You've got to hit that punchline at the, the the last possible moment to get the biggest thing. And I guess it kind of sounds like that. You're applying that to straight acting as well. Yeah, to, to, I mean, I, I think to that drama. to drama and to to um, to comedy. I mean, I'm sure one would argue this point, but they're very similar in so many ways mm. and yet so different. But that timing thing to to have that emotional impact yeah. or to pull it out, you know, just to stretch it out, and yeah. then and then. Uh, um, isn't it some great advice that um, Albert Finney gave me years ago when I was here doing Orphans with him? And I'll never forget when uh, he said, "He said, Jeff, uh, never strike twelve before midnight." You know, when he was talking about the the climax of a moment of yeah. a scene, and so silence on stage can be the most. Yeah. Like I, I use it on yeah. the radio a lot. Yeah. The silence is the is the thing that gets everyone moving forward in their seats. Yeah, and so and then trying to fill that mm. that silence and keep it yeah. full or or taut. Um, How do you keep it fresh? Every day? You mentioned three hundred odd performances, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, doing I know doing movies are kind of boring. You have got ten minutes work for the whole day, but you do it and you move on. Doing the same thing, and and bearing in mind, of course, that performance number two hundred and seventy six is still the first time that audience have seen it. That's their first time, or even, even if you're getting bored of it. How do you keep it fresh for you? I don't think it's a problem to really? keep it fresh. Yeah, I think it's. It's 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 more that, and one hears that question all the time. Right. But I don't think if if you've, well, you do radio every day, yeah. right? But so it's, it's it would. Diff- it's not the same script. It's it's it follows a kind of format, but it's not. I'm not saying exactly the same words every well, time. No, but it would be. Well, then let me compare to. Um, there's so much going on. There's yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. characters. Yeah. There's there's you have all these different scenes you have multiple levels of of stories within the story and then with within that you have all these beats within a scene and then you have all these words within a sentence and then you have all these adjectives and nouns and conjunctions and verbs within that sentence and then you have letters within those words Mm. that's a lot of stuff man you can go on forever working on that jazz you love this don't you you love your job, I can tell. There's, there's a, such a good vibe coming off. You. Well, I do, and, I, and I'm actually, honestly, not to get heavy or anything. I'm, I'm, I love life, man. I'm really digging it. Really? Even the bad jazz, because I know where it's at. You yeah, know, yeah. And 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 with all the work in the Middle East and in Afghanistan and that, I always come back here wherever, coming back to um, certain parts of the world and and uh, with. Great appreciation. Can I ask the, the you mentioned the the, the the work you're doing in Jordan and stuff like that? Can I ask what that is, or is that there's a couple couple different NGOs that I work with, right. and um, I'll send you some stuff. On yeah, that. Is do, that cool? Please do. Yeah, because I, I in a funny way I kind of try to keep those things separate. Okay, yeah, uh, I get that. So I'm not on a a soapbox yeah, about yeah, okay. one thing or the other because I I've found that. Uh, to stay inside the work 
and I will send you some stuff Please on it. Then we can do one time. We can certainly do an interview about that. Let's I'd be it, happy definitely. to. I'd love to. Because that'll open up many uh, avenues of other conversations. Send it to me. And we'll I get will, you brother. We'll get yeah. You on. Um, I, I'm going to let you go in a minute. I, 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 you look so bloody good, man. Jeez, what the hell is going on with you? What are you taking every day? Goodbye. Sorry to turn this into a flirty kind of thing, but you're one of my one of my man crushes. So um, um, it's very greatly. So you're here until October. I'm, I'm assuming. Well, well have you got stuff booked up after that? He's well, um, waiting for a phone call saying, "Can you come in next week and do a movie?" There's some. There's some stuff going yeah. on, yeah. Uh, but here's where we're at right now. We're we're waiting to find out when we're going to go into the, hopefully go into the West End with Brilliant. this show. Brilliant. And if we go in immediately, that'd be fantastic. Um, and if we don't, uh, whether it's a month or so, uh, I'll run off and do something else. I'll either go back to the Middle East or I'll go back to the States uh, and do a film. Hopefully, there'll be a film here. Mm. I mean, there's a couple things in the in the kicker. And I'll decide as soon as I know the schedule. But I'm hoping that we'll be up and in, in flying in the West End um, by mid-January. So, Brilliant. You know. If you're in the West End, I'm going to come and come along and say, I didn't get to come and see this here because I've got kids. Yeah. And kids are, I don't, I don't know if you've got children, Jeff, but ki- children can be an absolute bloody nightmare. Well, and I'm one of 13. No, no, yeah. I saw this. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, listen, I wish you the best of luck with the tour. Send me that Thank stuff you, and, and I'll read it and we'll get you on when you've got a bit of time. We'll have a chat about Fantastic. that. Anytime. Nice one, man. Anytime. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks again. Thank you so much.